0: I'm Ron Watt, and this is More Bits. The following is a long and fairly in-depth chat with my friend Ed Casey on the subject of depression. This is a subject with which we are both more familiar than we'd care to be, and we both deal with it in very different ways. The darker aspects of my mental illness are not something I'm particularly comfortable discussing in public, but Ed and I both felt that it was an important thing to do, particularly around this time of year. Not in a look-at-us-we-have-problems-pity-us kind of way, more like if you're suffering like this, you're not alone. So, I'm—I have been diagnosed bipolar. I am straight up back and forth bipolar. Okay. Art, I mean, obviously you haven't been officially diagnosed, but what,
1: like, what do you think you are?
0: You think you're that, or do you think you're just
1: straight up um, depression, or what? I think it's more—I I don't know—I think it's more of a, a straight up, uh, just a straight up depression, you know, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, so you don't bounce back to uh, a much higher level
0: when it ends you're just back to level
1: yeah like you get back to level i mean i i have yeah. you know i have my my highs but i'm um i'm not really able to separate them from you know the, the my sort of like the ADD of ADD. Mates peaking yeah. you know like productivity brain juice you yeah. know what i mean so i'm not it's for me, anyway, like, my, my whole – like, all of my ADD issues and whatever I deal with with depression, like, those things are very closely tied together. Yes. Um, and I think it's that way for a lot of people. And, no, and so – And literature yeah. that I've read and
0: so forth say that we're a lot more prone.
1: Yeah. As ADD people, we're way more prone
0: to depression than – Yeah, absolutely. – your average person for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the way it was sort of explained to me is that, it, you know, you have, like, when you get frustrated – you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of depression for me anyway, is like it's it's, you know, my brain telling me that I'm, you know, bad or, or useless or, or worthless or, you know, no one will ever love me, that sort of shit. Right. And so then when as a result of my other brain issues, like I can't get anything accomplished or I'm like failing at tasks or I'm falling behind, like that just feeds into those voices that tell me that I'm like not good enough, you know. Right. And so for me, they're just they, they walk hand in hand in like a really, you know, fucked up relationship.
2: Well, and um,
1: mine too. But the
0: the, yeah. the upswing of bipolar is manic. And I asked my shrink, "Is there a difference between manic and hyperactivity?" And he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, <laughs> that's kind of a blurry line. <laughs> yeah, but I don't
1: know how you could tell." Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's um, you know, so that's sort of how I figured it in my head. Like, I don't, I don't think that I'm, you know, truly bipolar in that sense because I don't have like, you know, the extreme highs and the extreme lows. At least not in. You know, not like in any sort of balance, sort of the way you described where it's like, you know, I had the best time of my life. And then there's essentially like, you know, a brain hangover from that. And when you like come down and then, you know, everything's bad. Well,
0: on the other hand, it took me, God, I don't know. um, How old was I when I got married? I guess 35, 36. It took me until then. It took me two or three years ago living Mm -hmm. with this to realize it was bipolar and not just depression.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Because like is when I got married and I had this long distance relationship for years and years and it was really taxing. And then we got married. She moved in. Everything should be great. I should be happy. And I wasn't like, what yeah. the fuck? Everything's good now. I got a steady job. I'm Jesus. doing creative stuff. My wife's here. Everything's great. And I just was not happy.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's the, you know, that's probably the most frustrating. Well, there's so many frustrated aspects, so I don't want to list them, you know, rank them in <laughs> order. But one of the most frustrating things can be, You know, and I think you and I, you know, we've talked about this, how we're on top of everything else, like we're extremely self-aware of the entire situation. So it's like you can, you know, be depressed and at the same time be very aware that, like, there's maybe not a rational reason for you to be feeling that way because you start, like, itemizing things. I mean, like, I'm doing work that I like and, like, I have a job that I don't Mm -hmm. hate and I've got, you know, this wonderful person in my life. And yet still, like, everything is awful. And so that's why it's even more just teeth grindingly infuriating. You know, when people say things like, hey, you've got a lot going on for you. Don't be depressed. Just cheer up and think about uh, the good things, you know. And it's like, yeah, it's not how the world works. That's like, hey, guy in on crutches, just, you know, think Walk. like really positive that your legs are going to work and then start running the marathons. Yeah. It's like, fuck you. That's really impossible.
0: Well, and this is what I went through with my parents, mostly my mom, for years mm, is mm-hmm. I would kind of face up to the fact that, okay, I'm not just down. I'm not just, you know, whatever. I am depressed. And I would tell my mom that she's like, well, cheer up. And that was her answer. Just stop being Perfect. depressed. <laughs> Thanks, Mary Poppins. <laughs> that's not how it works. Yeah. And it took me, I literally this week started talking to her about this and explaining it to her. And I think it's finally starting to get through that it's a chemical thing. And, of course, yeah. her her first answer then was, well, what did I do wrong? Of course. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know what? My brother is gay. It's the same kind of thing. Yeah. He was born gay because of whatever
1: chemicals or whatever. I was born depressed. He got the sure. better deal. He got, yeah, because he's got a snappy fashion sense. Yes. Uh, and you just get to be, you know, sad sometimes. Yeah, he gets to kiss boys. I get to not get out of bed. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. That's a bad, that's a bad trade. That's a bad deal. Yeah, it really is. <clears throat> yeah, I, um, my, my, my folks, um, I grew up in a, a strange sort of little bubble. Um, but my mom was a nurse and my dad was, uh, he was a respiratory therapist, you know, so he had a medical background and mm-hmm. he's, you know, incredibly well read and, and very smart. So I had, you know, um, I think they, they maybe understood, you know, the world outside of like the little small town that, that we were living in. Was she the
0: kind of nurse that would recognize symptoms for that kind of thing? I mean,
1: um, you know, you know, I don't know. I mean, this is something that like, I never, I, I just started like, I don't know, things started getting bad and I started, you know, like figuring that I had to really figure some stuff out, like just in the last few years, you know? So this isn't a thing that I've really been battling with consciously, um, Oh, you've you been battling with it. You just Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it. not consciously, you know, like I didn't, right. I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know it was a thing. I just thought that like, you know, I get in bad moods a lot more than a lot of people I know, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't, I never had to have that experience of, you know, like living at home with my parents and having them not get it or like talking to them about it or anything like that. Because this is all like, you know, since I've just, since I've been out of the house that I've been, right. you know, really addressing it head on. I, for me, it was learning what depression was, and
0: I, I actually knew someone who had been uh, institutionalized for a while because they tried to cut wow. themselves. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, it's not that bad, but maybe, you know, maybe that's what this is." And it took me a lot longer to figure out that it was bipolar, and then I went mm-hmm. and saw someone. And that big dip after Emerald City, like I said, I had a big high and then a big low. I said, "All right, enough's enough. Yeah. I got to go do something." And I did a lot of research, and I found someone who specialized in. ADD and related things to ADD. Cause mm-hmm. I wanted to talk to someone who understood that aspect before I went into the rest of it. Right. And he's had me on stuff since May mm-hmm. and you got to do it for a couple of years before you completely know if it worked or not. Cause yeah. you
1: got to go through, you know where there would normally be cycles, but so far so good.
0: Hmm.
2: Well,
1: that's good. That's, that's encouraging to hear. Yeah. I think one of the frustrating things, and you'll hear me say that sentence a lot, obviously, cause it's, it's a very, very frustrating. frustrating situation. <laughs> um, like nobody understands, and I don't mean that in like a you know I'm I'm a special individual and nobody yeah. understands me. But I mean like nobody knows, nobody knows how the brain works. Right. You know, like it's 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 giant mysteries, and so like you know you can be bipolar and Gary can be bipolar and I can be bipolar, but like even that, if we all have like the same named thing, like we're not going to have the same experience with it, and right. so. And the like, reason you and I talk about this stuff so much
0: is because we've realized over time just being friends and talking that we have very similar
1: conditions and similar experiences. But yes. even
0: between us, even both being ADD and prone to depression, we have mm-hmm. a lot of differences.
1: Oh, and differences in how it affects us, differences in how we deal with it, yep. you know, like just all, all that shit. And yeah. so, you know, it's it's not like you know, having a heart attack or like getting a broken leg where they're like, okay, well, you put it, you know, you do this to the bone, you put it in this type of cast and, you know, you send you on your way. Like, I don't know. The brain is like just a giant mystery and it's, you know, infuriating that. The thing is
0: in our lifetimes, they've gotten a lot better. They now understand oh, sure. chemical receptors and, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, the chemicals that make you happy and not
1: happy. Yeah. I, the serotonin and the other one. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, other yeah one that's is. it.
0: Right. And and now they understand how all that stuff works. And I really mm-hmm. wish I had the science. I really wish I understood the science so that I could then talk about it. Yeah. But basically our brains aren't making enough happy juice.
1: Yeah. It has to do with them not making enough happy juice. Actually, I talked to the this. I talked about this uh, to somebody last night and mm-hmm. she explained it to me, but we were, we were both drinking. So I'll see <laughs> if I can like butcher her very simple explanation fairly well. Um but it's not just about not making enough happy juice. Like, that is a problem for some people. Yeah. And then other people have a problem where it's, like, sending the happy juice, you know, to to where it needs to go, but then, like, the door is closed. So the right. happy juice isn't getting into the part of the brain that it needs to. Right.
0: I don't know that I like this juice metaphor anymore. I think we need to... <laughs> happy juice? Yeah, happy juice sounds weird. Um, isn't that what Michael Jackson gave
1: kids to something, something? Uh, that, was, that was Jesus juice. Yeah, there I are you know, juice didn't make anybody happy no not at all well it made him happy never mind that's a bad conversation no. um no my and
0: my shrink has described so has yeah so it's not, some of this to it's me not too, just and
1: you know your brain doesn't make enough of this thing right it's also that like it can't like it might be making enough but it's essentially like you know it, it's throwing it against a closed door so it's not getting into where it needs to get right
0: but I that's what that, i'm saying I they, that they understand sense. that more now than they did like oh, my, totally. My stuff hit, I don't know about you, but my stuff hit retrospectively now that I know what it is and what to look for. Mm-hmm. And I kept a <clears> journal. <throat> Jesus. I, I was cleaning out a bunch of stuff over the summer, as it turns mm-hmm. out, when I just started getting medicated. And I found these journals from when I was about 19 or 20 oh, Jesus. through about 25. And I realized that's when it really hit. Like, mm-hmm. right after puberty, mm-hmm. that's like my fucking secret X-Men power is depression,
1: which... <laughs> That's, <laughs> I have claws. I can walk through walls. I don't get out of bed on Sundays. Yep. That's my magic power. <laughs> yep. So that was nice. Yeah. And,
0: you know, there's no magic goggles, magic ruby quartz goggles I can put on to not be depressed. Yes, exactly. Fucking Cyclops gets everything handed to him. Anyway. Cyclops. I, um, I, but looking back, it's like, Jesus, the signs were all there. What the, what was I thinking? Oh, no,
1: I'll be fine. Tomorrow will be, there's no pattern to this at all. I'm just in a bad mood. Yeah. Well, Uh, I mean, you can, you can convince yourself of anything, you know, I mean, you can talk yourself into, um, you know, well, I'm just having a bad day or I'm just stressed out about this, but you know, big picture, everything's fine, blah, blah, blah. Um, my, uh, my, my mom actually, um, told me, I want to say she was, when she was like in nursing school or just have nursing school, I forget when it was, but she would, at the end of the day, look at the calendar Mm -hmm. and draw like a plus or a minus sign on that Mm -hmm. day. And then she got to the end of the month, you know, or, like, flip back a couple months at one point, and there were just a lot more minuses than pluses. And, like, that's when she realized, you know, something had to change in her life. Yeah. Um, and, and that's not – I don't even think she was dealing with, like, actual, like, clinical depression stuff, but just in, in terms of, like, well, no, you're right, right you can like, totally to change, yeah. isolate anything and be like, well, I'm just having a bad couple of days. And then you think about it, and you're like, yeah, it's been like this for three months. Like, that's not just a bad couple of days, you know? Well, no, and that's a good way to look at your life in general. I've always said – after I had
0: several really bad experiences with this, with this eh, experiences with this, I've always said that if you're unhappy in a relationship more than you're happy, it's time to go. Yes, absolutely. And it took me a long time to figure that out, but then it's like that—that's really simple.
1: Yeah. If you think about but, it, and you but say, wow. even but even when you're in that, like yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Like if you if you think back, like it's very easy to fool yourself and like you know in your head make the good times better than they really are, or more frequent than they are, or the, the other bad way around. times you know not as bad. I mean. I've gotten out of relationships before and it feels like, you know, like stepping out of like a deep hypnosis or a fog because you get yep. a few months separated from it and really look back and you're like, wow, that was really fucking miserable. And like, I told myself there was all this good stuff in it, but, and yeah. you know, and there was some good stuff in it, but you know, when you sort of look at it from a distance, you know, you realize how, yeah, no, and, and
0: honestly, my depression is like that now. I mean, I'm, yeah. and I'm not <clears> going to <throat> pretend, oh, I got meds. I'm cured. Sure. No, Is in fact, how it works? I've been keeping like a day-to-day journal and sometimes it's fucking mundane as hell and sometimes it's profound thoughts and you know, usually in between somewhere. But every day I've been assigning a number to my mood, one to five. Oh. And I looked from September when I kicked in the full dosage to November and I charted
1: it out because I'm a big nerd sure <laughs> and i went into the shrink. wait can i ask can i ask just because i'm also yep. a bit of a nerd uh-huh. what what type of chart are we talking about like a line graph or yeah just or, or what are we, a color-coded thing what are we doing here
0: uh just a line graph
2: okay yeah that's
0: and good. he looked at it and i had the i held the paper the piece of paper up and he could see through it and he said you don't even have to tell me what that is i know because <laughs> it, it was it was up down up down up down one week up and the next week down I, over and over again he's like okay your your cycle is tightening. It's not over months and months. Mm-hmm. We're getting better. But yeah, you're obviously cycling, so let's up the dosage. Oh, but when you when you map it out like that, it's like you're saying if you if you get the perspective, if you get you know a little awareness, you can start looking at it and say, "Here's the pattern. Now, what do mm-hmm. I do?" Yeah, it's like that with you know any aspect of this. I should go see one of these doctor people. They sound pretty smart.
2: Uh, yeah, it, I know, it's right? like dating. You got
0: to find the right one. And oh, then you get we, really we've, we've we've and you talked you about we've talked them about them. it's terrible.
1: Sorry. Yeah, well, we talked about therapists before, right? Like how it's it's like an extreme, like horrible version of dating, you know, yeah. where it's like not only do you find somebody you maybe like or don't like, but then if you decide to not see them anymore, you have to ask them who you should see next. You know, yeah. so it's oh, like yeah. breaking up with a girl and being like, "Hey, listen, things aren't really working out. Who do you think I should date next?" You know, like that's a really comfortable conversation to have.
0: That's true. No, I haven't had to do that. I had a guy when I first came out here who basically wrote me prescriptions every three months and could not remember anything beyond my name. He kept notes, and they were outdated notes. And he kept asking me how my job was that I had two years ago, and he never corrected it. He, he just didn't care.
2: Yeah,
1: why? Yeah, why would he? Yeah.
0: So that's nice.
1: <sighs> it's not. Yeah, it's not important for him to know anything about. I mean, he's just all he's trying to do is you know fix your brain. Yeah. So why yeah, would it's... he need any actual information about you or yeah. be at all invested?
0: No, the nice thing now is the guy i'm I'm seeing is uh, I keep saying the guy I'm seeing like I,
1: like we're dating i am telling you I mean it's it's of the few times... I mean I've bounced in and out of it and you know the time you spend some time with with these people and it's you know yeah,
0: it's a pretty well it's intimate
1: because you're it's, telling it's some them, of the more honest and committed relationships I've had in my life tell you the truth
0: yeah but, no there's you know. there's thing i mean there aren't things that I would tell him that I wouldn't tell a very close friend or my wife but mm-hmm. it's still very intimate i I have asked him stuff. I've asked him for insights into my sex life. I mean, how much more, you know. Yeah. How much more intimate can you get? None none, none more intimate. Yeah, without removing pants or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Does this look normal? Yeah. What do you think? Is this in flame? Well, the, the fuck if it was you, was would you want a piece thinking. of this? <laughs> One of the side effects <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: was fatal rash. I'm sorry. Say that again? Fatal rash. Okay. I didn't know that was a thing. But... Yeah.
0: I mean, and you think about oh, what?
1: Fate? Oh, so you get diaper rash and then you drop over dead. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And then you go look it up on Wikipedia and you're like, Jesus, okay, I get it. Oh, I don't want that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever. I, I, I never, you know, Google I, anything medical if I can help it.
0: I just had to know what the hell a fatal rash was. <laughs> It so is it ridiculous.
1: just is it just like does it become so intense that it'll just like shuts down your nervous system or yeah, it, I mean, what it makes looks, it fatal?
0: It looks like um like what do you call it necrotic flesh. It looks like a zombie. It looks like
1: it's rotting okay. off. Yeah, I don't want it. I'm I don't know why I even asked that question because I don't I didn't want an answer. I didn't well, want to know, but least, thank you for least answering. At you don't have to see with that word picture.
0: <laughs> you don't have to see a picture at least.
1: It's awful. It's just terrible. And that's
0: a thousand words I told it to you in like 20.
1: Ugh, awful.
0: But thankfully um, I didn't get the pain or the uh, deadly rash. So, yeah,
1: it's it's deadly rash. Fine. Well, so yeah. Listen here, dear listeners, avoid the deadly rash if you can. <clears throat> I mean, you know, if it makes you better, you know, you you
0: weigh the pluses and minuses, and if you can live with the deadly rash, well, fine. <laughs> it's
1: like, well, I'm in a much better mood, and I'm able to, like, you know, maintain that. On the downside, my flesh is falling off. So, yeah. you do know, they're in their flesh,
0: Really. I mean, if I can be a happy skeleton, I'd much rather be that than a depressed person. Interesting.
1: Yeah, because there's the weight loss thrown in, too, and that's oh, yeah.
0: always good for the self-esteem. Yeah. Now, let me ask you the switching tax for a minute. Sure. We're both medicated for ADD. Yep. Uh, one of the side effects of that is supposed to be weight loss. Yep. Um, uh, are you experiencing that? Because I most certainly am not.
1: Yeah, I, I've had a little bit. Um, but the my favorite moment with that was I... Um, I went to see my doctor, like, after... It was like a, a check-in, after, you know, after the first month yeah. on the meds or something like that. And she said, so how's it going? And, you know, I explained, like, you know, it's better. Like, I feel like I can sort of stay on task. And, you know, I'm more motivated to, you know, blah, blah, blah. So any side effects? I'm like, well, you know, I get the dry mouth, like, clench my jaw a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've had... A pretty substantial loss of appetite, and she literally gives me like an up and down look, like a, like a skeevy construction worker, you know, <laughs> checking out a girl walking by doing a wolf whistle. Right. She gives me like a head to toe and says, "Well, that's not the worst thing in the world." Oh, thanks, doc. That's I
0: actually helpful. got a, a similar thing where he <laughs> just kind of glanced over and said, "Well, obviously there's been no weight loss." Oh, that's worse.
2: What's that's that's the so fuck? much
0: worse. <laughs> It's like stepping on the Wii Fit and saying, oh, you're obese. Like, yeah, you oh, fuck
1: bitch. the Wii Fit, man. Don't even be started on that thing. That little shame <laughs> box you stand on, that's just, ugh. No Passive-aggressive good. robots. Um, terrible.
0: But I, I think we should t- I'd save that for another time. We have this whole ADD thing.
1: Yeah, so and I, I mean, for me, into. like they're 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 very much hand in hand. But they are. Uh, yeah, that's a that's an entirely, I think, separate conversation. Um, yeah, and, and we should have that conversation
0: because I feel absolutely. like there are people out there who have this and don't realize it. I feel like there are people out there, particularly children, who are diagnosed with it who don't have it. Yes, but that's a whole other thing for another time. I think. Yeah, I, I think really so. wanted to specifically talk about depression, especially this time of year, because, you
1: know, it's such a cliche, but really, people get fucking
0: miserable and suicide rates go up and
1: the holidays man it's just it's everything everything gets ramped up everything is more intense you know because you're not just like you know even if like if your parents usually stress you out like it's not just dinner with your family it's dinner with your family at christmas you know or it's 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 traveling during the holidays you know or it's and everything is just up
0: with you saying those things and i don't even have to do them this year
1: (laughs) i know but it just it just it it cranks it up and it's also i mean if if your depression you know is tied to loneliness like mine is like yeah it's just it's a horrible time of year you know and because you everyone's you know happy and merry with their families and doing special holiday dinners and going to you know fancy Christmas yeah. dates and shit and like and you're hanging out with your mom and you just have just you just feel just a gaping hole in your life you yeah. know um, well
0: that and uh, uh, my and I like Christmas me, like the <clears throat> first
1: big test of my meds
0: mm-hmm. was uh, he called it a circadian change when the mm-hmm. uh, when we get less daylight. Yeah, he's like, as soon as you get less sunlight, this is this triggers in everyone. Everyone who's mm-hmm. prone to mood swings, depression, bipolar, whatever. Yeah. when the sun starts going away, you
1: start to change. Mm-hmm. Oh, it messes with your clock. And stupid farmers make us change the clocks. Sick. The whole thing. And yeah. I mean, you and you live up like in the you know the the white hot center of what seasonal affective disorder or whatever. Right. So I'm sure the docs up there are well versed and all that shit. Well, and you
0: know, blah blah rain whatever. But we still see yeah. plenty of sun.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, The thing about the rain here is
0: it usually rains really hard in the morning and it clears up by noon. You still get plenty of sun. But yeah, the seasonal affective disorder, I think, to some mild degree, affects people with depression because the less sunlight you get, the more likely you are to fall into that. And of course, Christmas hits at the fucking solstice, which is the darkest time of the year. Yeah. So that can't help.
1: Yeah. So it's just, it's, it just, it very much, to me, it feels like you know, the universe is just piling on, yep. you know, it's just, it's just it's just everything at once, well, you know, so that's when, you know, and those are the times when I start, you know, feeling overwhelmed and, and, and shutting down. Those are my, yep. you know, I, I've actually described it to somebody today they were, you know, asking me what was wrong, whatever. And I was like, well, I'm just, I'm having one of those everything at once days, you know, where it's just like, it just feels like, you know, it's not even like as cliche as like, Oh, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. But it just, it no, just that... feels like everything is piling up. I, like I get like
0: that too. And I think that's an ADD thing. I don't necessarily think everything that can go wrong is going wrong. I think everything mm-hmm. that can affect me and get through my screen yeah. is going wrong. And that's different.
2: Yeah. Because I shooting. don't know. It's just
0: it, it, the,
1: the holidays, man. And and the thing is like, I'm and I'm not like a bough humbug person. Like I yeah. enjoy Christmas shit. I like Christmas music, you know, yeah. like I like the holidays. There are many things about them that I really enjoy. Um, but it's also, it's just, it's for me, the biggest thing is it's a, it's a really shitty time to feel, to feel lonely or to feel alone. Yeah. You know, and I've just, I've been, man, getting hammered with that this year. Well, and, and, and so, if you're like
0: me, I, at the end of every year, I'm one of those people who looks back at the year and says, right, what have I done? Has what it been, what the fuck year? Did, I did I do did I accomplish with my life? Anything? <laughs> yeah. And if you don't have good answers to those questions, that's not going to make you happier either. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've hit the end of a couple of years where it's like, what did I do this year? Well. Mm-hmm. Didn't get out of bed for most of the year, had a job for two months, and uh, basically sat around in my underwear the rest of the time. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I feel much better about myself now.
1: Well, and those and and the thing is that those um I was trying to explain this to somebody a while back, and it's it's hard to sort of you know. Well, I all of fully this is put exact, into words. I mean, But for for me, the thing is that like even even if they're in like even if they're in fifty fifty balance, if I were mm-hmm. to look back at my year or my day or my month or whatever, and be like, I had the exact same number of you know good days as I had bad days, mm-hmm. like the bad days have a way of just like overwhelming and overshadowing.
0: Well, if you're if you're already in that ones. dark place or getting there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: then mm-hmm. even that fifty percent, yeah, that's gonna you're only gonna focus on that,
1: and and it's not just about the focusing either. It's also like for me anyway that, when i'm even when i'm having a you know we'll call it a good day mm-hmm. and i'm i'm happy you know in that moment and, and like i'm up and like things feel okay and i have like good you know self-worth and like everything's running smoothly there's still a little bit in the back of my head you know that's like the little you know devil on the shoulder the gremlin on the wing or whatever that's like yeah enjoy it dude because bad times are coming you know yeah. and like you're not going to know when you're not going to know you know like it's not going to be like this forever it's going to be like the other thing you know so you st- there's like this even, even during good times, there's like this mild sense of dread that I th- I think the bad times are coming.
0: We talked about this a little bit. I think that's self awareness. I think uh-huh. that's you know your patterns, you know your tendencies, and you are too self aware to the point that you know this won't last. Yeah, and it's almost one of those ignorance is bliss things where if you didn't, if you weren't so self aware, you could just enjoy
1: it and not worry about what was next. You know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, so that's the that's the thing that's really been like tripping me out lately is that even. Yeah you know, even during, when you're happy, even know, during the good times, you know, the happy times, um, there's just there's there's a sense of dread, you know, and it's um, fucked up that you
0: can't see it the other way when you're completely down and just utterly miserable. You can't say, well, I know I'll get out of it. And I know yeah. at some point I'm going to have a better day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no like there's no, you know, happy days are just around the corner. Yeah. Part of the down cycle, you know, like it's yeah. just that which is which is stupid. Like, why can't we be self-aware in the other direction, you know? Like, know. we're obviously, we know right where the bad shit is. Well, so why can't we, like, you know, why can't we hold on to, you know, the good stuff? Right.
0: No, so, when we, so
1: when we are down, we can say, like, hey, remember that time. Right. No, That's going to happen again. We but... talked
0: about this before, too. The, y- your depression tends to, you said, hit your feelings of self-worth, your overall mm-hmm you know, do I matter yeah. to people like me, you know, that yes. kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, correct me if I'm misrepresenting you, but that's. No, no,
1: that's, that's totally it. it it's, it's, yeah. uh, um, it's, uh, you know, it's not like a, I just, I wish I could just disappear. Or, like I wish I'd never been yeah. born. It's not that, but it's just, um, it's a, it's a feeling of like isolation yep. and like, I'm, I'm here in my miserable bubble and you know, no one knows that no one cares about that. Like no one is thinking about me right now. You know, like I'm if I'm depressed or whatever and like I'm thinking about, you know, somebody like all my head is telling me like, well, she's not thinking about you. She's never thinking about you. Right. Because why would anybody ever care what you're doing right now?
0: And mine, I I get that sometimes, but because so much of my life is tied up in creative stuff and Mm -hmm. that basically my entire feeling of self-worth, my whole ego is tied up in in that stuff in mm-hmm. you know and on the one hand that that's it's admirable in the sense that i always have a next thing i always have something to keep me going sure. even in my darkest depression is like well i got a show this week i got a rally and at least do that yeah but on the other hand my entire you know everything is wrapped up in that to the point mm-hmm. that i can't feel good about myself if i'm not making something good and when my depression hits, it's like, why am I bothering? This is not worth it. Nobody's yeah. listening. Nobody's paying attention. I'm a yeah. terrible writer. I'm a terrible host. <laughs> this is all just awful. I'll post a show and nobody says anything about it. I'm like, oh, God. And, and that's, that's how it hits me. Yeah. And it's the worst.
1: Yeah. And I think, I mean, and the, I think those are, I think we both have similar things. Like, you know, mine are sort of, uh, uh, you know, yours are, are creatively driven. Mine are maybe, you know, emotionally. Uh, well, I think I've built that know. extra layer. The, yeah this sort of cushions
0: the blow, but it's still pretty awful,
1: yeah, um whereas yours seems to cut right to the bone and just get to you <laughs> well, it does, but I mean at least I don't know so so it makes me it makes me uh you know deal with it, and I don't know some might say act out uh in 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 certain ways, yeah because you know when I start to feel like that, and I have that like you know no one cares about you, no one's you know thinking yeah. about you, whatever, like I sort of start like. Reaching out, you know, or like flailing in every direction, just trying to like, I don't know, like just trying to convince myself sometimes that like, I am a person who exists and, you know, like maybe someone would want to talk to me right now or something like that, you know, and so it's, it's hard because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to make. I don't know, like my feelings, like more concrete, you know, and like more real, and Mm -hmm. like attach them to something, I guess. Right. And what I'm afraid of is that it comes off as, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me, me, you guys. I'm real depressed. Someone cheer me up. You know, I do. I Um, never want to be that guy. And sometimes you got to be that guy. I
0: just can't do it.
1: I know, I know. And so that's why I I I worry about that because when I, you know, when I start to when I start to sink. You know, you I mean you've read the depressing shit that I post online, like as I'm as I'm trying to process through it.
0: I wouldn't call it depressing, but let's
1: let's come back <sighs> to that. Okay. Um well I mean it's it's stuff that has made, you know it's it's stuff that made my mom cry and mm-hmm. like made, you know, my parents call me worried because they, you know, oh, were and picturing I, me you and on I the edge of like, on the edge of a cliff.
0: You and I are I mean, we're we're pals, we talk a fair amount, but
1: mm-hmm. we're not like the super closest of friends and when I see that stuff I worry about you. Yeah, I know. And 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 the problem is like I'm not I'm not trying to make people worry I'm not trying to say you know like look at me I'm in pain someone save me but it's like all this like very like insubstantial stuff Mm -hmm. right that I'm dealing with and so when I write it down and when I post it and when other people see it like that makes it real yeah You know, and so it's, it's kind of shitty. Like in a way I'm, you know, I'm, I'm using the people who, you know, read my little site (sighs) to sort of, you know, not take on part of my burden, but maybe validated or like whatever else. Mm -hmm. But until like, until it's out there and I can't take it back, then it's just stuff in my head. And that's like, and that's, I can't deal with that.
0: This is the thing that I admire the hell out of you for and other people I've talked to do as well. Mm-hmm. You are not afraid to say, this is what I'm feeling. But it's not just, this is what I'm feeling, look at me, I'm in pain, like you said. It's, yeah. I know I'm not alone. I know some of you feel like this, too. I know we're yeah. in this together. And when you do post, I mean, sometimes you'll have these heartfelt, long essays where it's obvious you just had to, you know, you you had to, for want of a better word, vomit this out so it wasn't in there anymore.
1: Absolutely. Because if, if when it stays in, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's it poison. It yeah, you know? And it just... It stays in my head and it rattles around and it just, it, it, you know, it attaches itself to everything. And then once I write it down and it's out and I can't take it back and it's like, just, right. you know, it's no, out there in the world. Completely. But on then the other, other end, hand, it, but it, but um, it's not like, it's not an, it's not necessarily like an, an unburdening sort of thing, you know, like it's not like, you know, like giving confession and being like, here are my sins and here are my problems. But now that I've said them out loud, like I'm going to say, some say some Hail Marys and like, everything's cool. Right. But it's like, once I, once they're out and they're real, then it's, like, they have, like, a shape and, like, a size and, like, even, like, a weight. Oh, if you can quantify your problem. And so once it's a real thing, yeah. then I can deal with that.
0: No, if you can quantify your problem, then you're one step closer to fixing it. Yeah. First, yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to identify what it is. Yeah. But the other thing I've noticed that you do is, yeah, you'll do that kind of stuff occasionally. More often than not, you, you go the, like... You start posting uplifting stuff. It's like you're trying to cheer yourself up and you share it with the mm-hmm. rest of us. Mm-hmm. That's when you start posting, like, I don't know, something from Zay Frank who, who does a lot of we all heard and let's, you know, let's pull through this together. Yeah. Or, like, some clip from, like, Toby Ziegler. You know, like. Sure. Different stuff where it's, like, you're trying to make yourself feel better. You're trying to dig yourself out through pop culture through something someone else wrote through something like that. And it's usually uplifting stuff. And I really Mm -hmm. like when you do that as well.
1: Yeah. And and that's all, you know, again, that's some of like the flailing and the grasping and just like, sort of like, you know, attaching like what, you know, what's inside like to something else. And I'm like, okay, well, here's the thing I'm going through. And like this helped me put it in perspective or this, you know, made me feel better about it. And I know other people are going through the same shit. Yeah. And so like, I'll put that out there with, you know, a few of my own words on it or whatever and be like this, you know, this helped me and maybe it'll help you or this, you know, did this whatever. Um, cause I'm just, I'm, I'm on a never ending search for like just those, those connections and those, um, I don't know, like I said, like, so, so much of my stuff is, is wrapped up in that, in those feelings of, of, of loneliness and, and solitude, um, and feeling, you know, like I, like I don't matter. Yeah. Um, and so if I'm able to, you know, like touch someone else who's going through that same thing and like, you know, remind them, cause that's what that, I always refer to them as like my, you know, my reminders, you know, right. because it's very, it's very rare that the stuff that I find and that I read or that I post or whatever else is like, you know, nine times out of 10, it's not telling me something new, you know, it's, but no. it's reminding me of something that I should know. Right. And so if I can then you know, spread those out a little bit and other people can have, you know, a similar experience. Um, you know, that's, that makes, that makes it a little bit better for everybody, I think. And I, you know, I get some, I get some really nice, you know, notes from people. I get, you know, I get, I get notes from people who say like, Hey man, are you okay? And then I get some from people who are like, you know what, like, Me too, and thank you, you know, stuff like that. And so it's –
0: Well, and like I say, that's something that I've always really admired about you is you're not afraid to put that out there. And and the the purpose as far as I can see is to say, you're not alone. I'm going through this too. That's kind of why I wanted to record this now because we both go through this stuff to some extent. Yeah. There are other people out there I'm sure that are. Uh And I wanted to just say, look, we're, you know, us too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so as you're, you know, as you're sitting there, you know, and – if you're at, at home for Christmas or if you don't make it home for Christmas and you're, you know, in your tiny little apartment staring at, you know, your plastic Christmas tree and just everything feels horrible. Yeah. Um You know, I think that's, I think that's goddamn downright normal, frankly, to be, to get a little downer this time of year. Well, right. <laughs> so... I don't but,
0: know. You know, I mean, to to borrow the cliche that was applied somewhere else it gets better. Like you're not always going to be like that. You're you're down now and mm-hmm. you're either going to level out or if you're like me you're going to go up again.
1: Yeah. But and, and you know, and gonna... there are I think there are things, you know, as much as as much as some of the chemistry stuff is obviously like completely out of our control. Yeah. Um No, there are know, definitely that's, coping that's not things. to say that you just have to like sit back and wait for your mood to improve or just, or, or whatever else or or for you to, you know, stop feeling this way. I mean, there. are you know, sometimes you, you got to just get up off the mat and just, and sort of just charge ahead, you know? Um,
0: well, and there's things that they say can help you. I mean, if you're, yeah. if you're more active, for instance, I, totally. not long after I started the meds, uh, shrink told me if you get, you know, you haven't been exercising, like I told him, I haven't been exercising much. He's like, if you get on a treadmill 30 minutes a day yep. and you get some endorphins going, that's going to help that you don't yep. even need meds. That's just going to help you. Mm-hmm and little things like that you can you can change your diet a little bit you can i mean you're not going to cure it but you might make I, I, it a little yeah. more bearable
1: i mean i started just walking home from work you know it's yeah. like it's a mile from the office to home and um i found yeah. that i when i would take the bus home i would get home and just sort of like slump in the door and just be like Bleh, and just sort of dissolve into like a lump you know for for a couple hours until i decided if i was going to do anything with the rest of my night right um and now that i, I walk home and not you know I'm not power walking. Like, I'm not going to keep up with the Kenyans at the Olympics or anything. No, but, but on the other hand, you live in America. You know, like, I walk home and, I, and I get home and I'll, you know, I'll drop my bag and I'll maybe work for a little while or I'll make some dinner or I'll, you know, do some other stuff. But I just, um, you know, it just feels a little bit, just right. a little bit better. I just don't feel like I just, like, bleh. Like that bleh it, it could just be the fresh the door, air. You know, first thing, so.
0: It could just be breathing fresh air versus sitting on a bus. <sighs>
1: Well, I think San Francisco, so it's not really fresh air. I mean, it mostly smells like urine and pot. But I hear what you're saying. I think it smells more like that on a bus. But I have a I have an anti bus bias. So, <laughs> oh man, I love buses. Oh, it's like it's God. like free theater. Uh, I don't and like the theater either. So that
0: might be why.
1: Ah, here's your problem. <laughs> I. Ugh. Anyway, that's a,
0: that's. I could do a whole hour on that, too. I could do a stand-up set. <laughs> Come yes. meet me at the Chuckle Hut, and I'll tell you why I don't like the What's
1: bus. the deal with public transportation? Who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> um, but
0: terrible. I think we have very different coping mechanisms. I think you look for mm-hmm. those reminders. I Okay, first of all, uh, my dad is a Midwesterner, and he's got that very reserved, you don't talk about your feelings thing, which yeah. I was raised with. And it's not a repression thing for me. It's a... I gotta, sh- I gotta go away. I gotta turn off all my connections. Like I'll talk to my close friends, but there was anybody who follows me on Twitter probably noticed from I don't know April or May to about July, I wasn't on Twitter like hardly at all.
1: Yeah, you like disappeared for a while. I remember yeah. this. It was like a, it was like a where's Al thing. And because, I like, were not And it wasn't like a, hey guys, taking a break because I've got serious work yeah, to no, do no, no. thing. Like you just sort of disappeared for a little while.
0: I had to. I yeah. For on the one hand, I don't want to talk about it. Sure. Even this, I'm a little self-conscious about putting this out there because it's, I don't know, it's my private shit, you know? It's my business totally. I don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. I hear you. But on the other hand, it's also like when I'm like that, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. I get more prone to getting in stupid fights, getting angry about stupid shit, stuff that I shouldn't be doing yeah. out in public. Yeah. And I just got to walk away. I got to not be there. Yeah. It, and that's... It took me so long to figure out that... Half the time, I would be really cool on the internet, and the other half, I'd get into stupid fights and say shit that I regretted. And, and it's because oh, would, and know. that's
1: the beauty of the internet. You can go back and look at it and be like, man, I was such a dick. Yeah. And now I'm trying
0: really hard, and I don't always succeed, but I'm trying really <laughs> yeah. hard as soon as I say, okay, I want to type this awful, awful thing. Mm-hmm. I think of it in terms, because I do so much performing, for want of a better word, Sure, I'm starting to think of it in terms of my persona. Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to put this out there? Does it make my show look bad if I say this? Right. Are people going to want to listen to my comedy if I'm out there being a dick? Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> Some, maybe, but you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm not that kind of comedian. So you know. But I, so I grew up with that, and the other thing is, I don't, I don't look for encouragement that doesn't work for me. It doesn't get through to me mm-hmm. for whatever reason. If that works for you, that's fantastic, and I wish it worked for me. Mm-hmm. what I do is I recede into familiar things.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I have two or three albums and a handful of movies. <laughs> just a few things, a few go-to comfortable things. This is yes, my... Yes, it's, you know, it's audiovisual comfort food. Yes. This is the big blanket that I can wrap myself in until things go away. Yes. And that's... Really, that's the way I deal with it is I cower... Well, it's not as cowardly as I make it sound. I basically no. lie down and wait for it to go away.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, but it can, it can definitely it can feel cowardly. You know what I mean? Because you are like, I mean, I, when I have, when I have my down days where I literally don't get out of bed and yeah. I'm such, a, I'm such a cliche because I'm literally in bed with the covers pulled up to my you know, chin. You Cliche like, comes from somewhere. Just, just watching TV. Yeah, exactly. Just watching TV and like, you know, trying whatever. to dull your brain and just, not think about anything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Wait, is that why you've been watching so much Saved by the Bell?
2: No, that, that's that a my morning routine, for man.
1: Save by the Bell is like my, that's my, that's my jump start. Okay. That, gets, that gets me going.
2: All right.
1: No, but what's okay? So let's okay. Out of curiosity, what are your? Um, I mean, if if you want to share, like, what are your what are your comfort items? Oh, it's, your movies it's or your the shows same, or whatever.
2: The
0: same albums I've been listening to since I was seventeen, and the sure. same stupid. I mean, anyone who knows me and has followed anything that I do knows that I have this weird soft spot for Transformers, for the sure. '80s cartoon that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. And there's a handful of episodes of that that I have seen a million times. It's terrible. But I know them backwards and forwards, and I watch them, and it like takes me to that twelve year old giddy place that I don't know
1: totally nothing <laughs> nothing wrong. for me for me it's um it's West Wing
0: I see that's I wish I could watch something that substantive, but I
1: yeah, I, but I mean, once you've watched it the six hundredth time, like how substantive is it? you know it's just like well, that's not one of those shows that's layered that you'll notice new stuff,
0: but yeah, that's true. it's still very uplifting that show in general was very positive, and yeah. you know. Whereas watching, you know, watching Bruticus fight Defensor really doesn't do anything for me. Like it doesn't – it's not uplifting yeah. really in any way. I hear you. I hear you. But it's, it's comfort in the familiar. It's comfort mm-hmm. in – I know this isn't going to change. I know this isn't going
1: to fail me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. This is, you know. It's, it's like, it's not, it's not exactly like, I don't know, is, is emotional white noise a thing? I don't know if that's a thing, but it's, um, it's not like, it's not like you're, not like you're just putting it on as background noise, no, no. It's something familiar. No, like no. it's i uh, I'm looking it at it's it or listening it's a, it's a, to it or whatever. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a comfortable, you know. It's a comfortable blanket, and it's familiar, and it just it, – I think it makes you feel a little bit safe almost. It's, it's – um, you
0: know, to use the worst cliche ever for depression, which is – Sure. Uh, you know, the ubiquitous metaphor. There are clouds, there is rain, and I am seeking shelter until the storm passes.
1: Yes, exactly. I'm waiting Perfect. for it to go away. Yes.
0: And that's the best I can do is wait it out. I don't yeah. have an umbrella, so I'm just fucking waiting it out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm in it's Seattle, I should have an umbrella, but, you know,
1: yeah. I don't. What are you going to do? Mm. You people don't even wear raincoats. It's ridiculous. No. It's water. <laughs> it's not going to hurt you. It makes you very, very wet, though.
0: <sighs> but, I mean, that's how I deal with it. You deal with it by trying to lift yourself out of it, and I admire that. Yeah.
1: I well, I, I do. I've actually I – was, I was accused uh, by somebody once of doing that totally selfishly, of, like, trying to, like – trying to be extra – positive and like help other people only as a way of making myself feel better of course it's Um, selfish
0: it's what's going on in your brain how could you be uh
1: (laughs) well this was more related to i um you know i i i was talking to somebody about how when i'm you know not when not when i'm in like a full sink but if i'm having like sort of a crappy day Mm -hmm. you know um I will. I will go out of my way, like to be a little extra nice, you yep. know. And I'll maybe I'll throw an extra dollar in the tip jar at the coffee place, and I'll well, you know, try a, and a be whole you know, friendly to friendlier than I normally would be to people. Yeah. Um, and she in turn accused me of just only being nice to people when it like benefited me and made myself feel better. Okay. Um,
0: that may be true, but. On the other hand, it still results in a good deed, so who cares what your motives
1: are? Yeah, like there's no downside to it. I mean, I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, like I didn't feel like I was being like fake about it, you know? It's not like I would say, hey, how you doing? Have a good day, and then walk away and be like, haha, look at that fat bitch, you yeah. know? Like, so it wasn't, I don't know. She was, she was mad at me, so maybe that's why. I, like, I don't believe in any kind of anything. Like karma
0: is not a real thing that I believe in, but on the other hand, yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I, I, I hope that it is when I'm feeling really down. I hope that if I do yes, something nice, exactly. that it'll come back I, to me at some. Point. I definitely,
1: I definitely believe in it more. Oh yeah, you know, Hell yeah. Or, or in that, or even in that, like, you know, not in any sort of like cosmic energy karmic way, but just in like a, you know, maybe it's more of just like a, you catch more flies with honey, you know, sort of situation. And, you know, I think you, I, I think we as people, you know, sort of feed off the energy of the people around us, you know, in a lot of yeah. ways, and so. If you put, you know, and there's no way to say this without sounding like a fucking hippie dancing around a bongo drum, but, you know, you put a little positivity out, and hopefully that will be reciprocated, you know, either by that person or, you know, the universe or something else. Right. I'm burning sage in my apartment right now to cleanse it of evil spirits. <sighs> See? Okay. Well, let's, let's shift gears a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just getting sarcastic. I apologize. <laughs> Why?
0: That's a defense mechanism.
1: We both I have know. that too. Boy, do we?
0: Jesus, I almost told you a feeling. Well, fuck that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Backpedal. Backpedal. Yeah.
0: M- make a dick joke. And I was.
1: I, I'm about to steam into something pretty, you know. All right. Pretty deep here. It. So are we? Are we going to talk about the real dark times? Are we going to talk about? Are we going to talk about the suicidal thoughts? That's actually that what what I to do? Do? Not
0: necessarily suicidal, but what? Uh, let me just in general. What is what? What is your darkest? Maybe not your <sighs> single darkest point, but just in general where. Mm-hmm. Where do you realize shit? This is out of hand. I, you know, uh,
1: this um, is no good.
0: Oof. So, and if this is too personal, we can,
1: you know. No, no, it's not. And I, I I've never been. Um, I, I know that there are, you know, there are people in my life who have been concerned that I have, you know, leanings towards self harm or you mm-hmm. know, or or God forbid, suicide, just based on, you know things that i the things that i write about um you know when i just when i talked about um i think one of my epic posts was about you know my my everyday fight you know and no. how i thought about just fighting every day and how i was tired of fighting and you know people interpreted that tired of fighting as you know well that sounds like you're going to give up and and not fight anymore and you know just yeah die i didn't take um, it like that
0: cuz i don't not because i i know you well enough to say he wouldn't do that but Mostly cuz my read on you is you're not a cry for help guy. Yeah. Is yeah. that if you were going to do it, you would do it and you wouldn't tell us you were doing it. That is yeah, that absolutely. is my read on you. Yeah, I probably wouldn't even leave a note. Right. Which, you know, I mean that's a horrible thing to think about a person, but really. You no, it absolutely. You don't is. write that stuff um, to fuck around and say look at me, you write that stuff cuz that's what you're feeling and I didn't take it that way just cuz I know that.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, my 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 mom cried about that one. Uh, it's bad. Yeah. Um so yeah, I don't know. My my <sighs> I don't know about my darkest point necessarily, but when I realize things are getting bad is when, you know, like I'll watch, I don't know, like I'll catch half of like the Mighty Ducks on TV that will make (laughs) me cry or something, you know, like just – or like just really like inconsequential shit that shouldn't trigger extreme emotions. See, I get that when I'm up too. too. I just get
0: that sometimes. I'm I'm an emotional (laughs) –
1: Person. Well, I just try it, to hide it. And right I think, much. and it sounds like, you know, you, you were raised with a, you know, chin up, be a man, don't feel feelings. Uh, it wasn't even chin sort of up. Thing. It
0: was deadpan. Um, don't show your happiness either.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and I was, um, and I, I wasn't necessarily raised that way, but I was, uh, you know, as a young, as a younger kid and, you know, maybe older than I should have been to be doing this. Like I was a crier, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah, she would too- make me cry. If I get beat up, you know, I'd cry about it. Or if I, you know, do something fucked up or if I felt bad, like I'd cry about it, yep. you know, in a, in a time when, you know, 13 year old boys weren't supposed to cry about shit. Yeah. And as a result of that and being mocked pretty heavily for that, oh, you overcompensate. um, yeah. And so I became very much like sort of a, a, an emotional, you know, bottler in a way. Right. And what happens when you do that, at least in my experience is that it comes out at like really unexpected times when it just overflows. And mm-hmm. so you've sort of been holding just everything in. And then, you know, I, I think the way I explained it to my dad sometime is like, You know, I wouldn't like somebody I I, I would know or like, you know, or something like somebody would die, you Mm -hmm. know, and like I would feel like horribly crushed by that, but I wouldn't cry. And then, you know, three weeks later, I would like see a Hallmark commercial and then just just be on the floor. You know, Um, so I don't know for for me, that's when I know things are getting a little a little sketchy is when like the stuff that probably really shouldn't make me cry is, um, you know, and that that's outside of like full-on like anxiety panic attacks that i've had and i don't know if those are those are depression dependent or if that's an entirely separate thing um (laughs) well i'll say this since i've
0: been medicated i used to be terrible in crowds i used to seriously start mm -hmm. hyperventilating and Mm get like not full-on panic attacks but just really claustrophobic i got to get out of here like Mm -hmm. going to the mall this time of year just like jesus get me out i mean just terrible and i don't get that anymore
1: yeah do you um and that's that's with the the depression meds. I, did you find I did you find that got that. worse when you were on the ADD meds before? Like when you weren't because there was a time when you were on the ADD meds and not the depression meds. Yes. right?
0: I've been I've been medicated for ADD since uh, like nineteen ninety six. So yeah, yeah, okay. So like, did that ever
1: give you like I, it like definitely makes out you a more jittery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm extremely conscious of my personal space. Yeah, um, absolutely. Not. Not people being in my personal space, but like I know exactly how much room I take up in places, and it's not I have a, a thing. It's not a
0: defensive thing. It's like really, it's it's the opposite. It's like when I'm at the grocery store, I always feel like if I'm walking in front of everyone, I have to say excuse me.
1: I I, I have this <laughs> I have this ongoing thing where like I always feel like I'm in the way. Yep. So That's like, it. and if there's a wrong place to be standing, like if it's a deli and there's like an ordering line and there's a waiting line and there's a place, yep. I'm in the way. Yep. I'm in the wrong place. Um, And even if you're not, you're constantly looking around to make sure that you're not. Yes, exactly. And so you're distracted by that. And so, like now we're we're back to buses, which I love and you hate. Uh But there was, I had a real like, I had a real strange streak where I'd be fine, I'd get on the bus, and then I would just have like this, and it wouldn't even be like, you know, we weren't like packed in by sardines, but it was, you Mm -hmm. know, it was an evening time bus, it was a little bit full, and we'd get about three stops from home you know for me and like i would i would have to get the fuck off that bus right and i'd be like i'd be breathing heavy like i'd be i'd be shaky i'd be twitchy and like i just need to get the fuck off this bus like right now um and so that has you know that has fed into some sort of panic attacky things that i don't even know if those are if those are tied to depression or not um but i mean i've you know i I, a friend of mine had the misfortune of seeing it one time Mm -hmm. um when I came home and just hit the floor in a heap, you know, and I was just, I was hyperventilating. I was sobbing. I was like clawing at my own head. Um, and just like, you know, and just, I mean, literally screaming at myself to stop, you know, which that'll calm you down. (laughs) Um, so that's probably like the, so I don't know if that's necessarily like, you know, if that's a low or if that's a high or whatever. I mean, that's been my most extreme experience you know in the very recent past
0: well Um, i'm and i'm i that's good but i was also looking for kind of dark like what's the darkest that's gone
1: so again i want to be very clear about this i am not a you know i'm not a suicidal person i'm not you know a a self-harm person i've never i've never gotten so low to where i've been like you know this would just be a lot easier if i just you know right drank this Drano, jumped off this roof, you know, whatever else.
0: No, but if we're going to have a frank discussion about full-on depression, we got to talk about the dark shit that happens in your head, and it's some pretty dark Absolutely.
1: shit. Absolutely. So but where, I, where I do find myself is, you know, standing on on a busy street and not thinking I should just step out into traffic, but being keenly aware of just how easy it would be to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So... And I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's just like a. I think you referred to it earlier as like the, you know, the lizard brain, you know, fight or flight.
0: Well, yeah, it's that impulse. It's the impulse to, yeah, <laughs> uh, kill and fuck that. That because you're a civilized human, you say, wait a minute, no, that's that's ridiculous. Where did that come from? God no. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I mean, I've, you know, I I've sat up on my you know the fifth sixth story of my roof and just sat on the edge and like dangled my feet over the edge you know not with any intention of
0: no but the thought crosses your mind because all kinds of things crossed your mind
1: oh i i as i as i sat there on the edge like i i I pictured it in my head Mm -hmm. you know like would i bounce off the fire escape like would i (laughs) lay i hit the sidewalk would i land on that car you know and not as a Again, not as a, I I should do this or I want to do this, but just as a very real possibility, I guess. As, like, as, you know, if if from any one moment, you know, a million different possibilities spring from that moment, like, I was keenly aware of, like, you know, of of that. I, when I was a a teenager and into my early 20s, like,
0: I did not have the self-awareness to realize how much of a fucking drama queen I turn into when I get when I get into horrible depressions mm-hmm. and I said, stupid shit, I did stupid shit. And I would also let myself think stupid shit. And mm-hmm. I never got anywhere close to suicidal either. Like just never, I'd never mm-hmm. have, but I would think about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And what's awful is I would think about all the ways it could go wrong. Yeah. And sometimes that was enough to take me off the track and stop thinking about it.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I could jump and I could be paralyzed and still be alive. Yep. I could my my belt loop would get caught, you know, on the fourth yep. floor and I'd be dangling there by yep. my you know, by my pants or whatever. Like it's just Well, most of and mine I didn't that... end so
0: much in embarrassment as they did end up in I would be yeah. in much worse shape and still yes. wish for death and
1: still be alive. Yeah, exactly. Like we'll exactly. forget that. And I think that, I think that comes from, you know, I think you and I have talked about this in the past, you know, when we start, you know, spiraling down like the, those sort of dark pathways of like worst case scenarios, you know, um, when like, uh, you know, I I had a friend who was supposed to like, she was supposed to check in with me when she got home safe, you know, or, Mm -hmm. or didn't. And she, she was supposed to check in with me when she got home safe and she didn't. And so like, it wasn't just a sort of a vague sense of, I think, you know something happened to her it was like i had easily 600 different variations of how she'd been you know yeah. murdered maimed was fine you know everything else and right. so it's like that's the creative storytelling part of my brain just running amuck. um and i think it does the same thing when you talk about like you know well what if i did just yeah. lean forward and then it's like you're down that same path
0: i had i don't know my my worst down was probably like I say, a few months ago where I finally mm-hmm. just had to go get help. Mm-hmm. But the one that sticks out of my head that will always stick out of my head for like the rest of my damn life is I moved out here. I give you a little biography real quick, but I'll keep it quick. Sure. I moved out here to be closer to my uh, then girlfriend and now wife. Uh-huh. She lived in Canada right over the border. And I said, OK, you know what? I'll come from Maryland to Seattle. I'll go across the country you make the rest of the trip across the border. It'll be a pain in the ass for both of us, but at least it'll be kind of a compromise. I'll come way west. You come a little bit south. Yeah, but, you know,
1: she had to go through the fucking mounds of paperwork. So, oh, really, yeah. hers was, hers was worse.
2: Mm. But I have been... Looking... I, I would rather
1: drive across country 600 times yeah. than fill out government forms. Right. So, yeah, she got the better end of the deal. I mean, you got the better end of the deal. Absolutely, I did.
0: And I was looking for, Christ, 20 years to get out of that town because mm-hmm. I just... I there's nothing there and i hated it and everything reminded me of something and i just had to fucking leave yeah. and i will tell you now i do not intend to go back there nothing short of a funeral for my mother father or brother will get me back there i am not going yeah. back i completely that just symbolizes the old life i got it. i had to go it's gone now you understand what i mean mhm it's it's really melodramatic and it's really kind of ridiculous but i just had to i had to create that symbol you know what i mean yeah but so i got out here and we're doing the long-distance thing. I see her most weekends. Mm-hmm. Then she gets sick. She mm-hmm. got real sick, and she was in the hospital for a while, and she just couldn't make it down here for, like, two months. Uh, around that time, I had the worst job I've ever had in my life, which was <laughs> I used to I used to uh, work supply for, uh, for aircraft.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was pretty
0: good at it. I knew the government system. I knew how to get parts and whatever. And so when I came out here, I was looking for the same kind of work, and I just couldn't get it because it's very specialized working for the government. And out here, it's all civilian. It's all commercial. It's all Boeing and stuff like that. Right. And so I didn't have any qualifications and I was getting desperate for work. And this place that did trains was looking for a parts guy and they took me. That's basically the same thing as planes. Uh, Well, the dude was like, okay, you know part numbers. You know how to maintain an
1: inventory, you know, blah, blah, blah. You have the basic skill set just for a different type of vehicle. So we can make this work.
0: Yeah. Uh, The problem is nobody used, like, it was all numbers to me. It was all coming to me with a number and I know what shelf it's on and I know how to order more. This was right. nothing like that. This was mm. greasy guys asking me for the, you know, six, eight no, gram of stat or whatever. Yeah. And, and the road, like, that splints. is so out of my element. Right. Uh, and the job was 11 at night till 7 in the morning. Oh, God. Down at the filthy, loud train yards. Yep. So out of my depth. I didn't know how to do my job. Everyone's <laughs> mad at me and yelling at me all the time.
1: Yeah, so let's 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 catalog like all the different triggers there. Like oh, you yeah. didn't feel like you were good at your job, so that's awesome for your self worth. Yeah. Your sleep was all fucked up, oh, which yeah. is just amazing. I never saw for any depression way, when like you don't get ever. no sleep. Yeah. Everything where you worked was loud and chaotic, and nobody liked you. Right. This sounds like a perfect experience. <laughs> and I didn't see my girlfriend ever, The one, you know, like not. The,
0: the idea was that I was coming to a city. If things didn't work out, I'd still be here, and I'm yeah. I maintain that that was part of it. But on the other hand, really, the main reason I came out here, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't getting. Right. Between that and I wasn't doing anything creative, which is, like I said, my whole self worth is tied into that. Yeah. This was like the worst. It was just the absolute. Like I'm seriously misting up right now remembering it. It was yeah. just awful. And I got to the point. Well, first of all, I didn't get out of bed except to go to work.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like I was, I was in bed 16 hours a day, and I go to work, and that was it. Put <laughs> Sounds on a, about right. Put on a fucking jumpsuit. <laughs> With a little oval with my name embroidered on Sorry. it. Sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but I'm was.
1: picturing you in a jumpsuit, and it's just—it's yeah. amazing. Like yeah, you, you know it's me. Like, it's like half Venture Brothers and half, I don't know, like that scene in Fletch when he disguises himself <laughs> as, a, as a, me- a plane mechanic.
0: It, it was more like uh, one of the MST3K guys, but basically the sure. same. Sure. Fair enough. Um, So just awful, and I'm sitting there, and I just have this total crying jag. Like, and I'm trying not to make eye contact with people. I'm trying to blink it back, trying to do my job. Oh, dude, ah. crying at work is the worst. Yeah. And I, fortunately, I Sorry. was in the kind of job where I could hide in a warehouse for a while. I could go, oh, I'm doing inventory. Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. And it hit me. It's this, this is the karma thing. This is the, I don't know, whatever thing. I It was so fucked up. Like, I didn't have the darkest thoughts. I didn't. It was nowhere like that. It was right. just, I got to get out of this. I got to claw myself out of this pit. I got to do something. Yeah. And i had this idea that i had wronged people and this isn't a this isn't a religious thing it's not a spiritual thing, totally thing. it's just whatever uh-huh. but i feel like i had i had wronged some people that i had fucked some people over that i'd been bad to them mm-hmm. and i wrote these really long involved apologies to them and i sent them out one to my ex-wife one to a job that i had quit one to an ex-girlfriend just And I thought, I got to get this off my chest. I got to apologize to these people. And I told them, all, don't respond. This is just, I got to do this. (laughs) This is just an FYI. And now looking back, it's like, what the fuck was I thinking? Why did that matter at all? But I just, that's how weird it was. Like, I got to, I got to fix something. What have I done in my life that I can at least do something about? And that's all I can come up with.
1: Well, and I think that, you know, this, this stuff, you know, this stuff that, that, that you and I and a lot of other people carry around, like. There are times when it feels like actual physical weight, you know? Yeah. And so if you can do something like, you know, writing letters to people or, you know, if, when I'm out on the street, you know, handing out, you know, a sandwich or, or a $5 bill, right. you know, like to homeless guys because I'm just trying to just do something and just, you know, I feel like everything for me right now is really awful. So if I can just do something for someone else that isn't awful, I you know, so. like maybe some of that will splash back on me. And so I think there's just a lot of... I think you're right. Like you just you feel like you want to do something, and you want, to, and in your case, you wanted to unburden yourself, you know, because you felt like you were just getting crushed by this stuff. I, I think so we're that, coming that, at it from a did.
0: slightly different place because I was thinking maybe this is what's causing it.
1: Oh yeah, maybe it's this guilt I'm carrying around, and it wasn't. Yeah. Were you were you, were you raised Catholic? No. I was raised with no religion. Oh, okay. Because that that sounds like some that sounds like some fucking some built in catholic guilt but without the benefit of being able to like you know go to confession and go apologize and, you know, and do absorbed. a couple of rosaries and wash your hands of it all no i
0: i carry the standard guilt and self-loathing of a comedian
1: <laughs> true true <laughs>
0: i may not be successful yet it's not my career but i have the fucking mindset for it <laughs> you got all the tools
1: you got all the tools <laughs> yeah.
0: i'm predisposed to being a, a comedian and i damn well will be one day no yeah. i i just felt i felt like maybe this is why. Maybe I'm just... I, mm-hmm. I've been horrible to these people and I got it, And that didn't help. And it, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah. it's chemical. But here's... Here's how that story ends and this is even worse. Well, it's not worse. <laughs> I said, okay, like I did this last time. I said, okay, I got to get help. I got to go see somebody. I got to get out of this. Mm-hmm. And I got some meds and this was from <laughs> the guy I was talking about before who didn't give a fuck, who barely knew my name. Right. So like, ah, here, I'll give you this. And a friend of ours who... Probably doesn't necessarily want me to share personal info, so I won't mm-hmm. say his name. Said that he went on this stuff and he had these crazy, like, muscle spasms and weird, like, feeling of, like, electrical current in his arm. And, and that man was Nikola Tesla. <laughs> no, it was the elephant that Nikola Tesla <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> electrocuted to show Edison he was better. <laughs> Stupid Edison. Fuck you. Um, fuck you, Tesla, actually. I'm tired of hearing about him. Uh, it's, it, Tesla's
1: it, like up there with bacon with me as far as yeah. I'm concerned. It's like we get it, internet. You love cats and Tesla and bacon. Move the fuck on. It's great, but uh, you're ruining it for a Yeah, early. exactly. Um,
0: so he gave me this stuff, and like I say, a friend of mine told me it was all fucked up. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? Maybe that was you. Maybe it'll be okay for me. Sure. What it did was it numbed me to the point where <sighs> I didn't care about anything. <sighs> I wasn't depressed anymore, but I don't know how what your experience is with meds.
1: I, I've never done any depression meds. I've only done the ADD meds, oh, which man. makes just everything faster and sweatier. I, I so. got a, I
0: got a quick checklist I want to go off with these, but let me let me talk about this first. Sure. It, it fixed my depression in that I wasn't depressed anymore. I wasn't mm-hmm. anything. I was yeah. – I don't know how to describe it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know when you wake up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and you got to pee or whatever, you got to get a drink of water, and your mind is in that place where you're not – entirely awake and nothing really affects you because you haven't really had a thought yet Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of drifting around and then you go back to bed Mm -hmm. it felt like that the whole time
1: so that so basically like 24 hours a day you were like awkwardly peeing in the bathroom with the lights off because you didn't want to turn the lights on and wake yourself up all the way. Like, that feeling, that sort of, like, zombie thing where you could, like, like get up out of bed, do a thing, get back into bed without ever fully waking up. Yes,
0: everything was autopilot, literally. Like, well, not literally autopilot. I'm not an airplane. But, (laughs) no, that's the airplane there. You can probably hear it because I'm in the fucking flight path of SeaTac. Now, it was, like, everything I did was muscle memory. Everything I did was... Mm -hmm. Like I didn't think about it, I just did it.
1: The and did you like was it was it a feeling like of ambivalence? Like did you just not care, or you were just so on autopilot that like you just didn't have to
0: Caring didn't even enter it. Like it yeah. didn't even enter into it. That was how fuck, how far gone I was. It was just oh, like and I even had this slight feeling of eh, it'll be fine.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No big deal, it'll be fine. Uh and I stopped going to that job.
1: The,
2: you the just stopped job. going?
0: Yeah, it was it was like the dude in office space. I just didn't go. <laughs> I called him sick for a while, and then I just stopped. Yeah. And the boss, thought I, that was the only thing about that job. The boss was so understanding, and he was so nice, and I felt yeah. like such a dick. And he's emailing me, and he's like, well, you got vacation on the books. I'll let you burn through that. Mm-hmm. And then that was gone My after my sick leave and my vacation was gone. He's like, dude, you haven't showed up at this job in three weeks. I got to let you go. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
1: that's that's messed up. Like, that is an understanding boss. But yes. like, you don't show up for three weeks, and he's apologizing for having to let you go. Yeah, he's like, I'm
0: sorry, but the, the company policy says I got to let you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your, your final paycheck will
1: be, you know, mailed to you, and that's that. Yeah. It's- and I think that's the, like, like what you're describing is – the nightmare scenario for people, or, or at least I think the first, you know, the first thing that people think about when, when you they start talking about medication, yeah, you know, absolutely. is that like, it, it's just, it'll just zombie you out, you know, and it'll just, it'll, it'll make you into like a, uh, just a drooling, you know, wearing a bathrobe all day, yeah. you know, invalid. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but it was
0: pretty bad. And No, I but I'm saying like, that's the, that's like, the fear well,
1: that people have, you know, like, yeah it's no, no. for 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 a lot of people it's a very short leap from i'm going to get some help with my depression to like i'm institutionalized and playing checkers with a guy who thinks he's Napoleon you know <laughs> um, man i
0: love that guy where do they get those hats i know it's it's amazing i want a napoleon <laughs> hat and the end's got to be backwards yeah always yeah um well let me let me just go through this real quick i have been okay. on basically every category of antidepressant that there is i was on Prozac and okay. I got in a car accident. It wasn't, like, a bad car accident. It was uh, the dude in the car uh, stopped really hard on a wet road, and we, like, hit a fence. But it was Ooh. it was a scary, tense moment. Sure. My heart rate did not go up at all. <laughs> I was like, huh, we could have died just now. Huh. Yeah, we sure could have. And then I realized, okay, I, this has to go. <laughs> and then it was on Paxil. Uh-huh, I've heard of that one. Um, I didn't notice any difference in my mood, but I did notice... Uh, some of my plumbing below my waist was not acting the way it
1: should. Which, wow, if there's anything that's great for depression, it's that. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Even if the drugs fix like, your chemical depression, the whole thing of things not working the way they're supposed to is, like, a whole other category. Well, and, of
0: and it wasn't. Awful.
1: it wasn't the usual
0: things were, you know, like, it wasn't, okay, you know what, fuck it. It wasn't impotence. It was, right. nothing was happening. Yeah. I could have sex for an hour. And it just was like n- interesting. Nothing's going on, huh? It just not that I can have sex for an hour. I'm,
1: you know, <laughs> yeah, you get very tired. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, I'm an overweight guy, and I'm not very active. Yeah. And I mean, maybe if you had a sandwich halfway through, but no, right. never mind. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I,
0: you know, the the Costanza school, you can have it all.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Salted meats, man. Right. Salted meats. But it, it
0: it just, it, it messed me up. Like, come on, yeah, I, I gotta have my endorphins one way or another. I gotta have a, yes. It's like at least let me have this, yeah. you know. Like Come on. this is why we live. Whether yes. you, whether you choose to believe we should procreate or not, we you know we are built to have orgasms. If I can't have one, what the what's the what's the fucking it's like, point? It's like
1: what the entire system is designed for.
0: Yes. Uh, so I, I stopped taking that, and yep. there was this effectsor stuff that made me numb, and there was another one I can't remember. Anyway, I'm All sorry. Of them wasn't had some wasn't, he, wasn't he
1: a he man character? Effectsor. I feel like he was a guy <laughs> who like. Shot lightning out of his arms or something.
0: Well, that's that's what my friend said it did for him. <laughs> so. Uh, and and so when I went to the shrink a couple of months ago, I was like, look, I've been on this. I've been on this. They've all been bad in some way. What else you got? Yeah. And he's like, you know what? You don't belong on antidepressants. He went through all the symptoms. He went through all the, And he figured it out. He's like, you don't need that. You need what we call mood stabilizers. I'm like, fucking
2: great. Oh. This is.
0: This is like the old Carlin bit, shell shock versus battle fatigue.
1: This, yeah, exactly. That
0: is a mood stable. What the fuck does that mean? He's like, no, no, no. This works differently. It doesn't go mm-hmm. after this part of your brain and goes after this part of your brain. Yeah, it's not All a right.
1: different name for the same thing. It's actually a different thing.
0: Right. It's a different chemical thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. And he gave me this and he's like, look, this is not, it's not an antidepressant. It doesn't affect your receptors the same way, whatever. Just try this. It's actually an anti-seizure medication. Okay. That good. ended up having the side effect of, you know, <laughs> making people less sad. So, uh, good. Uh, and so far, it appears to be working. I don't, you know. Yeah. I don't feel like I want to knock it out of bed or, you know, yeah. whatever. And it, finally, Jesus.
1: Because that's, that's, I mean, I'm so
0: scared to seek treatment because I've had all those terrible experiences.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and I think, I mean, even. I mean, shit, you're miles ahead because you had terrible experiences after, like, you know, after seeking help. I mean. Well, and for the, I
2: feel
0: like for some people, having one or two bad experiences would be like, that's it. Meds aren't for me. I'm dumb.
1: <laughs> oh, totally. I've And I've talked to people like that. Yeah. I've, I've talked to several people like that who were like, you know, I tried this thing and I didn't like it or it made me right. feel weird or it made, you know, my junk do weird things. And but so, that's... like, that's it. Pills are not the answer. I'm done. I'm out.
0: That's why I wanted to go into that real quick. It's not a self-indulgence listen to what happened to me thing so much as it took me five tries to get something that might actually be working. Keep at it Mm -hmm. because the chemicals are different. If one thing doesn't work, maybe something else will.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I I mean even even before that, like just the – you know, that's been my battle cry for the last couple of years just because it was an awakening for me when I started dealing with my ADD stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like, holy shit, if you actually, like, if you're having problems and you ask for help, like, there are people that can help you. But if you don't, you know, but just
0: beyond at that, least do a it's, little
1: it's, bit to seek that out, then.
0: You definitely have to do that, it's absolutely the first step. But yes. it's not a binary yes or no, you get help or you don't get help. Oh
1: no! Absolutely There's not. There's different degrees but of help. There like, are
0: people who suck at it, like any job. There are people who
1: are yes. terrible at it. Yes, yes, yes. And there, but there are, you know, it's like I, I don't know if it's like car mechanics or if it's like whatever else. Like you might have to go to a few before you find a good one. But no one's gonna come knock on your door and be like, "Oh no, hey, uh, I think maybe your transmission needs work." So I'm gonna go ahead and take a look at that. You know, it's like you got to, you got to just suck it up or 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 you know get past that fear of of just saying. Something's not right, and I need some help to fix it.
0: Right, and if you don't get the right help once,
2: yeah, you can't give. That
0: doesn't mean
1: help is bad. That yep.
0: means that type of help was bad. Find new help. <laughs> yeah, don't be don't be discouraged. It's it's goes back to what you said, fighting. Yeah, you gotta fight. Yeah, yeah. You gotta fucking, especially when you feel this. You have to fight it. You can't just let it win.
1: No, because yeah, because the, the other alternative is to just is to just you know be done, lay down, and. That's no good. I can't do it. And God bless my, you know, pitiable Irish stubbornness, but I just I can't, you know, give up and and just let it and just let it sink me, you know? And so that's you know, and that's what makes it I think to the outside, you know, look like I'm you know at times drowning or whatever else because there are times when i'm just i'm i'm just flailing in every direction because it's like this doesn't work try this this doesn't work try this this doesn't work try this and so but you're and maybe that's partially because of you know my crazy ADD shit that i'm just like i will absolutely just reach in 12 directions at once and hope that i latch onto something and from the outside that probably looks very like frantic and manic but and maybe it is but you're but, you're fighting
0: you're not just sinking you're not just yeah.
1: giving it up and say okay yeah, well exactly. i'm i'm drowning so let me uh-huh. just Lie
0: back and breathe in some
1: water. <laughs> I guess I live in water now for the next four minutes. Yeah. Um,
0: the thing with me, and I don't necessarily want to get into this too deeply, but uh, religion, spirituality, whatever. I am a hardcore sure. atheist. That is it. I am straight yeah. up. Don't believe in anything. And some people think that's, that gives you an excuse to act whatever way you want, whatever. No, mm-hmm. that gives me more fear. Yeah, if you're if you're Christian or whatever, and you think there's an afterlife, you at least have something after.
1: Oh, you get a second round, you get a you get a, yeah. a, a do-over or, or a retry you... or a, or, a, or a bonus life, you know. But yeah, or if you believe in for those of us who are pretty sure, like know. there's nobody up in the clouds pulling the strings, like this is what we get. That's it, you know? and that's
0: that's it for me. Is
1: this is mm-hmm. all? This is it. If
0: it's over, it's always over forever, and this is all. You know, mm-hmm. I got this chance, and I won't have another one. And that's usually yep. what pushes me back from. Giving up is like this is yep. it, man.
1: Yeah, there's no there's no reward in heaven. There's no seventy two virgins. There's no even fiery pits of hell or no. or a really boring purgatory to punch your way out of. Like it's just you just flip it
0: off. You're just off, yep. and that's how just, it is for me. For other people, it's different. I, for other people, I've heard if you if you're Christian, and you know you want to take the easy way out, you're going to hell, and that mm-hmm. sometimes is enough to keep people from you know well I better not sure. do that. Yeah. But for me, it's just, this is, this is all I got.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I've, you know, and that's been, you know, along with my, my everyday fight and everything else, you know, like the, the other half of that is even when I'm tired, you know, even Mm -hmm. when I'm tired of that everyday fight, like I'm not done yet, you know, like I'm never, I don't know. I'm just never, I'm never done. And I don't feel like I'll ever be done, you know, even if I, even if I somehow conquer this or if they come up with a new brain laser that will like balance me out and make me, you know, like the other whatever percentage of the world that, that doesn't struggle like this. And I think everybody struggles with it to a certain degree, you know? Um, and I think, you know, as a generation, we're either more self-aware or more vocal or whatever else. So it, maybe it just seems like it's, you I think know, the stigma more the prevalent. is
0: is what is a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
0: <sighs> because talking to my I totally mom, I was talking about now, talking but, to my mom, she said they don't, um, they didn't talk about that stuff at all.
1: No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, it was that thing. It was that stiff upper lip, and it was, yeah. I mean.
0: And the thing I is, know. going back, I, uh, I, I, I don't want to get into a sob story here, but I never knew my biological father. I knew his family, mm-hmm. but I never met the guy. Mm-hmm. And I had the the good fortune to talk to his mother before she mm-hmm. died mm-hmm. and get a whole bunch. Like, I knew she wasn't long for the world. She was 80-something, and she wasn't in good health. Mm-hmm. And I went. I sat down with her for, like, an entire Saturday. And just got the whole scoop on family history because I knew that was my only shot. Sure, I said, okay, what you know, going all the way back, and she started talking about all these uncles that killed themselves and all these people who drank themselves to death. And okay, yep. well, I know where this comes from now. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. But again, thanks, they didn't talk about thanks it back dad's then. side of the family. Yeah, ex- yeah, they didn't because it was it's that thing like you didn't. Yep, that mu- you there know. must
0: be something wrong with you.
1: Yes, it's not a it, you know it's like the way they used to think of homosexuality, and some people still do. Yeah, exactly. Well, why don't you just not be gay? Well, yeah, Just try, try harder. Have you tried really hard not to be gay? Yeah, Have it. you tried really hard not to be depressed? Yeah. Like, yes.
2: <laughs> I, th- I guess
1: I haven't tried hard enough because I'm still depressed.
0: And there are people who I don't think are necessarily prone to chemical depression who think they're depressed, and that makes
1: sure. it harder. It's like ADD.
0: Yeah. It's You can't clearly define it, so it's hard to say I am or I'm not. But I absolutely know that I'm prone to depression, and I think you know the same.
1: Yeah, and they'll yeah, exactly, cuz it's not like, you know, there's not it's not a blood test, you know, or no. it's not like a well, you know, you have rickets because you have these symptoms and, you know, we know that that's rickets. Like I think you start getting into brain stuff and it's you know, it's a big pile of meat with sparks flying around in it. Nobody knows how it works, and they're figuring some stuff out, but I mean, it's I still like I think at
0: some point they should be like and I don't know, I could be way out of my depth here, but I think at some point they'll be able to do gene maps and say, "No, you got the you got the yeah. depression gene, so that's probably what it is."
1: Yeah, so and and but you know, and on top of identifying that, it would be great if they were like, "And here are some things to help you deal with that." Yep. You know, like <laughs> I'm sure that'll depend on what kind of insurance you have, but you know. Um, yeah. Thanks, Yeah, Obama. it's just it's it's just hard. It, and the other the thing you were just <laughs> it makes, saying, and it makes God damn it, the thing is that it makes it makes simple things hard. Yes, you know, does. I mean, it's fucked up that I should ever be in a position where like. I'm invited to like a gathering or a party oh, or something God, like that, that's the and like worst. I literally can't go nope. because I just can't get up and go. No,
0: and for years know? I was trying to make excuses for that.
1: Yeah, I was. Trying yeah, to, and oh, I and on. I still do. Yeah. You know, to to I mean, depending on how how close the circle of friends is. I mean, there are people who I'll say like I'm I'm having a I'm having a can't leave the house day, and they'll be like totally understand. We'll yep. do it some other time. And then there's other people where I'm like uh, I'm coming down with a cold, and I've got a lot of work tomorrow, so I'm going to try and rest up. You yeah. know, because it's just. You know my my close friends. I'll talk to this stuff about as he talked about it on an internet radio station. But whatever, <laughs> um, you know. But there's still like you can't you can't call into work depressed. Yeah. I mean you can, you know, but you can only do that so often, I guess. Before, yeah, something's got to change. Yeah. Okay. You know? Now
0: let me ask you this: Have you? Do you often do? I don't even have to ask. Have you? I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Do you often do the? I just can't go into work because I feel like this
1: not very often because work is, because for me, like, like stability and routine and stuff like that helps. Mm -hmm. And so, like, work can, like, honestly be a good thing. And there are times when, like, I'll go to work and I'll put my headphones on when I get there at 9 o'clock and I won't take them off until I leave at 6. Like, I won't interact with anybody. See, that's a good day for I me. And I won't, you know, go to lunch with the group and I'll just sort of stay, like, in my own little shell. And if it was acceptable to put my sunglasses on and pull my hood over my head, I would. <laughs> yeah, see, that's a good um, thing for me.
0: But I, I get yeah.
1: you. Um, I think...
0: So, no, I don't... I, it, it also there, depends. There have, like been, there have job, been a few... Whereas I, I like my job now, but it's still just a place I go. I... The thought for me is always, what's more important? My happiness or going to this stupid place that I hate. mm -hmm. You know?
1: I like my job in the sense that, you know, I I don't dislike being there and I like the people that I work with and everything like that. Like, I wouldn't say it's in any way, like, an identifying characteristic of, like, who I am. You know what I mean? Right. Like.
0: Yeah, it's not your career. It's your job.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I got it. Um. So yeah, there have been very few, there have been a few times when I've just. Really? And, and my and my boss knows me and he knows, you know, what I'm like and, and where I'm at. And, and I'll, I'll be honest with him. I'll be like, look, like I could, I could come in and sit at my desk, but like I'm going to be useless today. Right. And it's going to be better if I just stay home and I can work on some things. And like I just sort of need to be in my cave. And, and that's sort of, you know, and as long as I'm not doing that, like, you know, all the time or as long as I'm not, you know, Using that as, you know, as a cover just because I'm, you know, tired or, or hung over or something like that. Um, but it's more more often it's social stuff that I bow out of. Right. Because I just... And it's not that I don't like the people that I have plans with, you know? Yeah. It's just... No, I've been there. I I just can't go. And I just can't, like... Like I, I, picture sort of in my head like the series of social interactions that will happen, and I just don't have the strength for it. Right, and so I got to bow out.
0: I and it's shitty. And it's time, fucking terrible. My friends thought I was a flake. They thought, oh, yeah. well, you can't rely totally. on totally. No, it wasn't that at all. And I think they get it now. Mm-hmm. But for the longest time, there was all the social stuff going on, and no, I'm not going. And yeah, but the work thing. Going back through all the old journals and all that crap. I kept a lot of work stuff that I, I ended up throwing out, but I was looking mm-hmm. at the pattern and I kept getting like, I, I'd have these performance reviews and it'd be like, I'm great at everything except my attendance, my attendance. Mm-hmm. And then I get written up for my attendance
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I looked and it's like about once a month I would take a day off. Yeah. And I used to think it was laziness. I used to think it was, you know, I want to stay home and do my writing or whatever. Nope. Looking back couldn't, now, I know exactly what it was.
1: Couldn't, couldn't go. And just I just had a day when you just couldn't go.
0: Yeah. And I, still have those mm-hmm. less with the meds but now because i can work at home two days a week mm-hmm. if i'm feeling that way i'll call my boss and i'll say look can i move my 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 day is usually monday can i move it to wednesday this week mm-hmm. i'll feel a lot better if i do and i think we've never explicitly said it but i think he gets it
1: yeah i think and i think there are people who who definitely understand that and you have sort of like a, a silent invisible secret handshake yep. where like you know um I mean, I, have I've talked to my, uh, my boss is a, is a good friend of mine and I've talked to him, you know, at length about literally everything. Like he's, right. you know, we, we have long meetings that are mostly us just unburdening our souls to each other. Right. Um, but I've never said to him, like, listen, I need to cut out a little bit early cause I'm just depressed as fuck, right. you know, but I'll say like, Hey, I'm having sort of a day. Is it cool if I bounce out a little early and like he gets it and I go. And so it's sort of like an unspoken, you know, right. code where he, he knows the deal. I know the deal. Um, yeah we we basically have that same arrangement because
0: we have like busy periods and dead periods. What yeah. I will do is I will make an effort to work long days, ten twelve hour days, and work my ass off basically as as credibility in the bank, yeah like front yeah front loading yeah. you know like and then look, you remember back in November when I was here every day, even through the weekends and I was working long hours mm-hmm. well, now no, I'm cashing that in, yeah now I'm gonna <laughs> leave early, look, it's always forty hours on my timesheet, okay, but now I'm yeah. gonna you know. Now I'm going to make it more like six hours a day for a little while or whatever. And he's always cool with that, which is good.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, you know, having, whether it's, whether it's, you know, a contact at work or, or a small, you know, close circle of friends or, you know, a wife or a girlfriend or whatever else, like somebody who like
0: having a support system
1: and understands it. Yes. It can be huge. Even if it's not somebody that you're talking about it to like constantly, like I don't even need somebody I can unburden myself to, you know, whatever. But just somebody who, like, sort of understands and then, you know, like, picks up on, on the cues or if I, you know, if I say, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay in tonight and, like, that person understands, you know. And it's like, well, I was going to, like, you know, we were going to meet out, but, like, do you want me to come over? Do you want to hang out? Or do you, like, do you need to be alone? Right. Um, is so, so incredible, you know. Um,
0: I, I, I agree. On the other hand, and I think we talked about but, this a But, yes. Too. Yeah, exactly. I Feel you like. wonder how long
1: they're going to put up with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My wife is the most amazing person when it comes to this. Yeah, She is so understanding, and she's always yes. supportive. She, when I get the crazy fucking uh, social anxiety, like, and I get this affair. Actually, I haven't had it for a while. It might be the meds. It might be mm-hmm. psychosomatic. I don't know. I, where I don't want to pick up a phone. I don't want to have to deal with someone. That mm-hmm. was a big one. Crippling fear of making phone calls. And I don't oh, know what the God, fuck Oh, God. I
1: hate phone calls. I, I have the same thing. I
0: just... Uh, One of the reasons I started a podcast and having so many people on in the beginning was like, okay, I'm going to get over this. I'm going to talk to uh, relative strangers for an hour and I'm going to just – I got to, you know, let's just yeah. do this thing. And I got a little better at it. But yeah. uh, but uh she would, you know, she would keep things organized. She would make phone calls for me. You know, I I'd pull my weight and do my own half of things. Sure. But she would handle all that stuff when I couldn't and she's just so good at it. And I don't want to abuse that. I don't want to – you know what I mean? I don't I, – Every time yeah. I have a bad day, I don't want to tell her I'm having a bad day. At some point, I feel like she's just going to say, fuck it, enough. And I don't think she is, but
1: yeah, when you like that. Again, that's the – I mean, and that's the thing, like – um, some, somebody wrote this, and and I read it, and I'd love to dig it up and have you put it in show notes if show notes are a thing. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that's the whole thing, like, with – at least with my, you know, sort of brand of depression, you know, where I talk about, you know, the feeling of sort of, like, worthlessness and, and, and solitude is that – Um, you know, what she wrote was basically just like, it's, it's your brain lying to you, like your brain's just lying to you, you know? And so I think that's sort of what you're talking about with, you know, with your wife is the same thing where like, it's your, you know, the the, sort of the dark parts or I call them the bad voices, you know, or the bad brain telling you that like, she's going to get sick of this dude and she's going to leave. And so like, just get ready for that because, you know everything about you is awful and pretty soon people are going to find out about it and then they're all going to leave you you know yeah, <laughs> no, like it, none of that is true but when it's when it's coming from inside your own head like who are you to question it right you know and it does it's not just her it's
0: I, oh, it's in everyone my close circle of friends i can't tell yes. this person i can't tell that person because they're they're going to say jesus
1: again enough yeah yeah Fucking and i think that queen. may be like one of the reasons i sort of like you know shotgun stuff onto the internet is because it's it's almost like it's distributing the load you know among the world as opposed to just like you know calling up you know one of my friends and being like hey can you talk me through some stuff you know because like who's gonna make that phone call i'm not i'm I'm never gonna make that phone call and not only just because it's a phone call i always
0: feel like the worst if i and this isn't true i know myself well enough to know this isn't true but i feel like if i let myself do that once i would abuse it and do it all the time, yes. even if I'm having a kind of bad day rather than a Absolutely. terrible day.
1: Yeah. So you would start like, you know, whenever your your mood on like a, you know, what you say it was on a one to five scale, you yeah. know? So like at first you'd be calling people like when you were on a one, yeah. you know, things were really awful, you know? And the next thing you know, you're calling them like, or you're afraid, you know, yeah. that like you, then you're calling them on, on the four days, you know, in the, in the, in the four and a half days or whatever.
0: Right. Uh, that's that's pretty much it and it's i feel like and i have no reason to feel like this but i feel like i'm gonna abuse it and i better just keep quiet
1: yeah that's that's and like again the self-awareness like right now as we're talking about it like we're both very keenly aware of the fact like our brains are fucking assholes and lie to us about stuff yep but the next time you or i are having like one of our little down moments yep like I'm not going to say, oh, you know what? My brain's sort of being a dick and lying to me. So all this stuff probably isn't true. Like that's just not how it works and I wish it did. No, and (laughs) if someone – like
0: you and I know each other well enough now and we've talked about this stuff enough now that if I talked to you during
1: that and I told you that,
0: you wouldn't Mm -hmm. believe me.
1: No or yeah and I'd say well I, like I know that's been like maybe that's been true in the past yeah. you know but right now like this is different this is real <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is different than everything that came before <laughs> yeah
0: no that was my my real bad one recently was uh a lot of people were telling me no no look this isn't you yeah you know this is going to get better i'm like i don't know yeah. anything of the kind no it's absolutely. not going to get better this is going to be here forever mm-hmm. and i'm going to be miserable and you know it was not a good scene no, and it's not, and it's it's so like, and I'm I'm type two bipolar, which means I don't get crazy manic to the point where I'm like chewing my fingernails off and sure. you know staying up all yeah. night cleaning the house, and I'm not depressed enough that I'm. It would kill you to
1: stay up all night and clean the house, you know. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, but every night for a month where you don't no, sleep, know. you know what I mean? Like I hear you. manic to the point that where like near obsessive you. stuff, yeah,
0: and depressed to the point where you want to hurt yourself. Yeah. I'm not that. I'm the next notch down, which is up and down, but never, never right. painfully so. Either way, I can't imagine what it's like for those type one people. I,
1: I, I've seen it in action, man. I've seen it. Um,
0: but I know what goes on in my head, and just imagining what goes on in their heads,
1: it's like Jesus so, Christ. Imagine those voices we just talked about, only louder and more persistent. Yeah. And then also, like, imagine like so you know when you i think when you're having your highs is when you're throwing yourself into your creative stuff right i'm so I'm what i've witnessed to, from people yeah. who are much more extreme is that same level of passion mm-hmm. that you put into you know like your your comedy and your podcast and stuff mm-hmm. but on a new hobby or a new topic every time they're having a high See, you know I used to do so that. it's like it's the guy who's like like, I'm making furniture out of yeah. wicker, you know, and then, like, they have a low, and then on their next high, it's like, I'm really into bow hunting now, you know, and then they have a low, and then they have another high, and it's like, I'm going to learn some yo-yo tricks, you know, and so it's like this super I, random, like... The thing is, I used just, to do that. It was all creative was like, I'm going to make a comic. I'm going to yeah. make music. I'm
0: going to, yeah. yeah, okay.
1: But, but it, it, now, it becomes that like, I'm going to become deeply involved literally in like just whatever the last thing that I read about was right. like, before I started, you know, on this upswing. No, I,
0: I, I had a bit of that mildly, but, and then I realized I had enough self-awareness to realize if I create a thing that's flexible enough for me to change it up if I want, Yes. Then it can be the same thing, but like and it's every different Things within that same thing. That's the key. It's like mm-hmm. I have that routine. When I'm miserable, I still got to show up and I got to be funny, or I'm going to hate the show. Yeah. I and and you know, sarcastic voyages evolved over time because my tastes change and I want to do something different. But mm-hmm. I always have it. I always have to go back to. There's always a next show, and that keeps me going.
1: Yeah, and it's such a. I mean, that's again like. But anything like that, if you set up stability. that stability. Yeah and it's good to have that anchor to where like you yeah. know like you said like and i don't mean an anchor like in a dragging you to the bottom way but like in something you can stay attached to so even when you're yeah. down you can say you know
0: well i can't that's my can't thing that i need to I do got this next thing
1: yeah exactly there's always and there's, so as long as you keep the i think next the problem thing, i ran into for a while was that that thing yeah. for me was was another person right and then that's not healthy dude you know, if, if that person's not around when you need them and you're so like invested and anchored to that, then like, you just, I just went off the fucking rails, you know? And then, you know, again, with my whole thing of I'm worthless and nobody loves me. So imagine like going into a down cycle like that and reaching out for that person who's like, you know, you're, you're rocking your anchor yep. and like, they're not there, you know? And that's, and I'm not like, you know, I'm not blaming her for like, oh, she abandoned me in my time of need because like. No, I, I, hey, mean, listen, you know, people, people can't be around 24 hours a day as much as I'd like them to, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, I, I would go through these crazy things of like reaching out and like she wouldn't be there. And then it would just like, I would, I would just go, I would sink and I would go crazy and I would like just, I, I'd lose my mind. Like I'd lose all, all stability. So
0: there's a, there's a definitely a balance between relying on people and having a support system and not being able to function without them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's where, you know, you get into like, you know, it's okay. It's okay, I guess, to depend on people, but not be dependent on them. Is right. that, is that a thing? That sounds like a bumper sticker. But, and, um, you know, yeah, it's definitely a balance to where it's, it's, you know, as I've said, like, I'm firmly of the belief that you have to reach out and you have to ask for help and you have to like, you know, make some connections. But if you uh, don't
0: get that help, you can't give up. You can't be yeah. like, well, these people aren't around to help me. Therefore, I'm helpless
2: yeah exactly not true
0: and uh, what i want to get back to something we were talking about before the -hmm. internet is the best thing and the worst thing to happen to people like us
1: yeah i mean that there i mean there are times when it's you know well it's like i said
0: i had to step away mm -hmm. when i was feeling bad because i knew i would get myself in stupid quagmires of bullshit
1: yeah Mm -hmm. well it it's like there are there are more you know i feel like there are more like more triggers or more you know negative ways to to deal with with your stuff but then there's also a
0: support system most of the people that i know i met you
1: on the internet Mm -hmm. and we're having Mm -hmm.
0: this frank conversation about our brains i met my (laughs) wife on the internet i met two-thirds of my
1: closest friends
0: on the. i mean it's amazing but you know it's also awful
1: oh yeah it's it's absolutely both um
0: but i mean specifically for people like us not just generally like
1: oh yeah yes i mean it's awful for everyone don't get me wrong oh, yeah. it can be especially awful for people like us yeah <laughs> but like
0: i say on the other hand i could 10 years ago i could not have made a fake radio show and reached anyone now yeah. i have a growing audience because i have well, a well you would way add, to you would have like a, a
1: you would have had a ham radio you know and you would have been in your basement just I'm doing it saying ham radio, i have so. a ham radio wish i had a ham radio <laughs> that was a missed opportunity yeah, I know, right? Just just barely missed that. That ham ship sailed. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there have been times when, you know, I won't I won't be so dramatic as to say that, like, you know, people from the internet have saved my life, but,
2: no, you but know, when th- I'm going
1: through my flailings, like... When
0: you're flailing at 4 a.m. And, yeah. and you're scared to pick up the phone, there's probably yeah. somebody online who knows you and can talk you through something. Exactly. Some
1: yeah. Maybe they're, you know, on the East Coast. So they're just getting up or whatever else. Yep. But I mean, there, there have very much been times when I'm deep, deep in a hole yep. and... You know, the beacon of light that I, you know, sort of latched onto, you know, didn't come from, you know, a Bible verse or an inspirational poster or, you know, or or anything else. Like it came from, you know, somebody bouncing back on Twitter and saying, you know, Hey man, me too. Yeah. Shout if you need anything. Well, you know, and stuff like that. And like sometimes that's. I mean, God, that's all it fucking takes. Sometimes is just somebody else to say, Me too. If you wanted. You know talk about it if you want to you know do a thing if you want to just like shout at somebody
0: and that's um, really the bottom line that's why i wanted to do this is the me too angle it's yeah you know if, if any of this sounds familiar us too
1: you know what i yeah. mean we're, we're trying right. to we're trying it's it's the worst i mean i i've, I've mellowed in my old old age <laughs> and so i don't you know get as as sort of worked up and angry and I, I try actually really hard to you know not use the word hate you know unless i yeah really really mean it and even the very few people that i you know actually hate and it's a fairly short list yeah um you know i wouldn't i i might wish you know death and harm and other things on them but i i don't i wouldn't wish you know loneliness and solitude on <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't wish this on because anybody. it's just the just that isolated feeling is just the worst fucking thing in the world for me yeah it is and so even like people that i'm just desperately angry at yeah you know i still would never
0: no, I, wish them I to understand. feel alone. No, this is the absolute worst feeling at all. And like I say, we just want to say, you know, us too. We're, you're not mm-hmm. alone. And there are ways – I mean, there are ways you can get help professionally. But there are sure. support systems there. If you're listening to this and you know either of us, I think – I don't I don't think you mind speaking – you know, me speaking for you here. No, no. Reach out to us. Just say, hey, yeah. what you said is right. Can you, you know –
2: can yeah. you encourage me a little more?
0: Yes, absolutely, I can. Yeah, because
1: yeah, it's just—I don't know. You gotta, you gotta do a little good when you can. You gotta help when you can, because there's just—yeah, there's no way we're gonna fucking survive otherwise, absolutely. <laughs> as, as individuals or just as an entire society, man. Like, right. <laughs>
0: No, and I, I think this is a good place to to uh, wrap this up because I think that's, sure. we've said about everything we can say, and that's really what it comes down to. Is Yeah. You know, reg- I mean, I think we approach it from different ways. That's what we've been talking about. You are more open with it, which I really admire. I am more private with it, but that just goes to show the person looking in from the outside. You never know who's suffering from this stuff. People handle yeah. it different ways. They might play it close to the vest. They might not, and you just never know.
1: And I think we both like, you know, and we, we both in our own ways have dealt with it, but we both hit a point where we were like, This is not okay no. and I need to get some help. Yeah. And so for you it was like seeing your doc. For me it was to just start talking about it and to just be like
2: right.
1: I can't like you know, I can't live with this fucking blackness in my heart. Like I need to just yeah. you know, I need to just talk about it and just acknowledge it and you know and and get it out there a little bit. So I I I, I circle back to the two things constantly, which is like number one is not alone. You know, yeah. and number two is just don't be afraid to just ask for some help. And from so- anybody, you know? I mean I mean not from strangers on the street, but like yeah. if you want to go the route of getting professional help. Yeah. I'm all for that. If you want to go the route of just stop like not holding things in and just talk to a friend about it like god bless you because there's just
0: yeah you gotta you (sighs) gotta do something and my like it was really hard for me to to say let's do this
1: Mm. this is not it's so hard i mean i'm
0: I'm comfortable talking to you we've had a lot of these discussions with without microphones in front of us but this is not this is not natural for me i don't like people knowing my feelings i like having a you know
1: It's it's fairly new for me. Um and so I'm I'm forcing myself to make you know, I'm forcing myself to be comfortable with it because Yeah, but this is um, this
0: is more your thing than it is mine, and I don't I don't want people knowing this really.
1: Yeah, I I do and I don't. I I mean I again I I went about, you know, thirty two years or so of like just holding it in and thinking that I could just, you know, wrestle it under control or, or just you know, push it down until I didn't feel it anymore, and that didn't work. So I tried something new, and I tried just being,
2: yeah.
1: you know, just real. I guess just real public with it, and just I don't know, just accepting it, and just I don't want to say owning it because that sounds weird, but just.
0: No, I, I don't know. It's like I've said over and part, over. It's I, part of I it's I part of who I am and what you do. I could not do yeah. it. Yeah.
1: I, well, and I, and I have concerns with it too. You know, I mean, I, I talked to my dad about this and he, you know, he he says things like, well, you know, that's, I'm, I'm glad that you're, you know, you're working on your things and that, you know, there are times when you're helping other people, but also realize that like, this is how people are going to know you, you know, and they're going to know you by this stuff that you write and the stuff that you post. And I've had some of that, you know, and I've had people who, who've told me specifically that they've like unfollowed me on like Twitter and whatever else, because like, you know, they've met me in person and they like me okay as a guy, but like, They don't want to hear all the... They don't want to watch me go through that other stuff. You know, that's not how they want to know me. Um,
0: And the thing is, if you're being sincere and this is who you are, well, fuck it.
1: This is me. If you don't
0: like it, well, goodbye.
1: Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's like everything else. Like, my, you know, my struggles with depression, like, are not 100% of who I am. You know, just like, you know, my... Pictures of you know me drinking beer, are not one hundred percent of who I am, and the well, relationships on, I'm in like are not one hundred percent of who I am, and my job is you know not even close to one hundred percent of who I am. So it's right. just, it's all just one part of, of of everything else, I guess. But but see, you're more
0: comfortable with that. I, apart from this conversation, I you know like like I say, if you know me and you need someone to talk to, I am absolutely here no matter what. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, this is probably it for me publicly. I don't like yeah. to i i haven't gotten out of that i probably never will i don't want to talk about it it's it's my private shit i will try to handle it with meds with with a doctor with close friends but you know yeah we're we're very different in this regard i don't you know i don't want people to know about this i'm i'm trying to create a i don't know persona seems kind of fake but really i'm trying to put myself <laughs> out there as somebody who's funny
1: absolutely it's not help me? and it's you know and i there's going to come a time where you know, I'm going to go and I'm going to apply for a job and they're going to Google oh, yeah. me and they're going to be like, hey, this dude's a little fucked up. So maybe we'll hire somewhere else, someone else, yeah. you know, and that's, that's what it is. You know, that's yeah. fine. It's it's. I mean, that's the, you know, that's the risk, I guess, of the modern era or whatever else. But on
0: the other hand, again, we're in
1: an era where there's less stigma and someone might see that and say, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So I don't know. I just, like I said, I, I went, I went 30 something years like, yeah holding everything in. And so maybe I'm overcompensating now. I don't know, but I just, um, for me again, it's, it's not, you know, it's not real unless I'm talking about it to other people. And I'd love it if, you know, maybe my life would be easier if it was as easy as, because what I used to do is like, I would write all the bad shit down, you know, and then I would burn that piece of paper or like I would tie it to a rock, you know, and throw it into a river. And like for that moment, you know, like I understand because, you know, I'm not like, stupid person i know that tying my problems to a rock and throwing them into a river doesn't actually throw my problems away but you know in a sort of like weird like maybe symbolic way like for a second like i was holding them in my hand and knew how much they weighed and like i know how to deal with that you right. know like i don't know how to deal with sometimes i'm sad but like a rock i can throw a rock you know yeah
0: no and, and for me it's all about if i write that down i'm keeping it yeah, because <laughs> one day I'm serious because one day I'm going to look back and I'm going to be able to draw a dorky little graph and I'm going to say shit this is what the problem yep. is yeah 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 but like like I've been saying we approach it very differently but ultimately it comes down to the same thing we have yes. had an eye opening moment where we <laughs> re- realize something's wrong and we have we're trying to take steps to fixing it and every day is a fight but we think we know how to make it a little better and we're clinging to that and just trying to make it better
1: and it's a fight worth fighting you it know it absolutely I mean, is it's it's I'm not fight guy, no. you know, so it's, it's, it's funny to me that I always sort of fall back on that metaphor of fighting because I'm never, I've never been like, you know, Oh no, Mr. I Mr. consider myself guy. a straight up I threw so, a punch. Yeah. I was probably in the sixth grade and I don't think I hit anything. Yeah. Um, but I think that there are things in life that are very much worth, you know, that type of struggle and, and that battle. Yep. Um, and,
0: and on that way you're completely 100% agreed.
1: Yeah, and the good days, man, the good days are worth it. And so you just... You
0: try to have more pluses than minuses, like your mom
1: said. Exactly, yeah. You just, just try to have a fucking good day, you know? Yep.
0: There's, I don't know. There was one final thing I wanted to mention. I don't know if you've seen sure. this or if anyone listening. <laughs> if anyone's still listening after we enter our third hour. <laughs> um, if,
1: if anyone's not
0: just really, really drunk,
1: this is all really sad. <laughs> the, the
0: thing is we had to unravel
1: this, and it takes a little time. Yeah, you, d- no, you don't just say we're I, sad. I, I don't. Get- I don't at all envy you for having to like edit this into something you know workable with I'm, all of our tangents and and this and that. I'm probably going to keep this. So.
0: I'll, I'll figure out where it stops or like where it starts.
1: <laughs> yeah, but th- exactly. I'm probably going
0: to keep all this because this is you know this this That's needed fine. to be said.
1: Yeah, no, it 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 is. And like you know, I said, for like me, it's an important it's an important fight. It's a worthwhile fight, and it's um, you know, well, for me, it's I want to put this out there once I am fighting.
0: And I'm not going to talk about it anymore. All
1: right. For you, it's,
0: this is my deal. I like to talk about it. But <laughs> yeah, for me, stay tuned for future updates. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um but there's there's one particular thing that I actually did find incredibly inspirational. And if, if anyone's interested in depression and bipolar in creative types, there mm. was a I think it was a mini series on the BBC a couple of years ago. Stephen Fry did a thing. Okay. Um you know who Stephen Fry is. He's like mm. the king of all nerds. Sure. Um He did a thing about he was doing some project, some TV show or something, and he just left. He just walked out one day. Hmm. Uh, He tried to kill himself in his garage with the whole, you know, carbon monoxide (laughs) thing. Leaving the car running, yeah. And then he just disappeared for a while. He just went away and nobody knew where he was. Like, he has horrible bipolar up and down. Mm -hmm. And he had that moment of epiphany where, like, fuck, this is, I can't do this. I gotta, Mm -hmm. you know. And he did this great documentary about The stigma's gone. It's okay. This is how it works. You can get help. And it Mm -hmm. was like, wow, this guy is fucking brilliant. He's, he's so smart and he's so creative and he's so, if it hit him, then it can hit anybody. And, you know, I don't know. It just, it really kind of opened my eyes and said, wow, this is, you know. That's excellent. What, what's it? What's it called? I want to. I want to
1: watch it now. Uh I don't remember. I will tell All you, and right. I will check, drop a check link on the show notes. But for now, I, I I can't remember. for for my For my recommendation on further uh, conversations about this, um, I've recently uh, become very enamored with uh, the podcast uh, Roderick on the Line. Mm-hmm. I think I've. I've I know I've, I've pitched it to you a couple of times. I don't know if you've yeah. listened to any of them, um, but uh, they've you know they talk about a bunch of goofy shit but they also occasionally like delve into exactly the conversation we're having and how like and again these are two like very you know successful guys right. talking about you know one of them's in, in a band who's touring with all sorts of stuff the other one's a internet guy right um <laughs> and just talking about how like just this stuff just it just touches it just touches every part of your life and how you can you know well, and I, I think don't know, creative people are more maybe prone deal to with this. that yeah. For
0: whatever yeah, reason, yeah. that same part of your brain that makes you creative also makes you well, gay a lot of the time, but also <laughs> ADD and depressed.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And that's how it goes. Um, but Ed, I I appreciate your time. Um, like I've mentioned before, I, we're I appreciate do this the occasion. fact that I got through and this I have without crying. A few so. Things like I wanted to do one on ADD. Yeah, and maybe a couple other things. This this feed that I created is not just these serious chats. I may do some other lighter stuff. I may do some other things. But I'll probably come back to the Alan Ed show from time to time just because – We should –
1: I think we should probably do one just to lighten things up. Let's just do 45 minutes of just fart sounds. Can we do that just to sort of really just lighten the load a little bit? Uh, I'm not
0: really a fart sounds kind of guy. I'll I'll play along just
1: for – you know, like I'm trying – I don't have the maneuverability in this closet to even do the armpit thing. How about this? I'll do fart sounds, and you get like uh just a very small Casio rigged up with some really basic sound effects. You know, it was a boy boing boing and like uh, a sad trombone, like
0: the Ferris Bueller. I can play a little song with the retching noises, that kind of thing. Yes,
1: exactly like that. Yes, you'll be like a little Casio version of Michael Winslow. Yeah,
0: fantastic. Or we could just get Michael Winslow on. I mean, what, he... what's he doing these days?
1: Uh Actually, he's doing he's doing a show at, at oh. SF Sketchfest. Him and Reggie Watts. Oh, it's okay, that's amazing. Okay. Thing I you know, thought
0: you were going to say he was on some kind of terrible reality show or something. But SF Sketchfest, that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's a real thing.
0: All right. Well, Ed, thank you. And people out there, if, you know, if any of this sounds familiar, do something about it. Yeah. Cause you can.
1: And you should. And you're all great. And we love you. Uh, except that one guy. Fuck him. Yeah. He's the worst. Yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs>
0: This show was produced by me, Ron Algar Watt, and featured Ed Casey. For links to some of the things we mentioned in this talk, go to the show's website at more-bids.com. To learn more about Ed, check out bartdontlie.tumblr.com. My website, as always, is algar.com. That's double A-L-G-A-R. Thanks for listening. And as Ed is fond of saying, be well.